0: Welcome to the Carded Demons podcast where we discuss all things horror. Sorry, we just had a giggle fit right before this.
1: Oh yeah, it's great, (laughs) It was great. (laughs) (laughs) So it's April, and that means a new topic for the month. Mm -hmm. And this month we'll be watching and discussing slasher movies, and today we watched Bernard Rose's 1992 film, Candyman.
0: Candyman. Let's go. Is this your first time seeing it? No, this is not my first time seeing it. It was my first time seeing it. I had a really good time. What is your... Initial reaction to this movie. Tony Todd's really pretty.
1: (laughs) Is that it? No.
0: No, I genuinely really like this movie. Um, It's one of those movies where, like, I'm not sure how to put it into words, Mm -hmm. but watching it, you get it.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, that's understandable.
0: Yeah. But it's really, really good. Um, I like the mythos between, or behind Candyman. It's tragic. But it's really fascinating.
1: It's tragic and it's more explored in the second movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it is, I think. Uh, they from give what him a name and everything. Yeah, that's right. Um, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, yeah. It's kind of like La Llorona. Like how her backstory is really tragic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, like, kind of gives that same feel to me. Obviously not related in any kind of way, but, like, it gives me the same kind of...
1: It's related? <clears throat> Sorry. It's it's related to where it's, like, an urban legend type of Yeah. Sense.
0: Specifically, this is an urban legend.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was really interesting. I just like learning about urban legends in general, let alone there being basically a whole movie about one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is essentially what it is. Like... <laughs>
1: Well, there's also another slasher movie called Urban Legends. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Nice. It's another 90s one. Like, late, late 90s, I believe, or, like, mid-90s. Ah. Um, I think it was, like, 97, actually.
0: Mm. <clears throat> so that'd lead more into the later 90s, then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's one of those slashers that basically, I believe it was running off, like, the Scream craze that was going oh, on. Oh, really? Yeah, because in the 90s, slashers weren't really... <clears throat> excuse me. Well, not just slashers, but also horror in general was really unpopular, and it was mm-hmm. out of, like, the public eye or public want for a good while. Gotcha. Until Scream came in.
0: Ah, yeah, we're doing Scream next week, are we? We are! Are you excited? I
1: am. <laughs> Same. Also, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I put these movies in their particular order where it is the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Oh, shit. Yes.
0: Nice. I didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <coughs> Very fancy. Also, if I'm coughing a little bit, it's literally because right before we started recording, I accidentally made myself laugh and almost died choking on water. So, that's what that is.
1: Look, you and me both. We both did that earlier. We had a huge fucking giggle
0: fit over, like, Julian the Phantom's quotes and shit. So, we're like...
1: It's great. If you have us (laughs) as friends on um, Discord, go see our statuses.
0: Yeah. (laughs) If you've seen it, you'll know what we're talking about with
1: it. It's so good. It's really good. (laughs) Oh, my God. But yeah, (laughs) yeah, this this is not my first time watching this movie. Um, It's it's one of my favorites of, like, early 90s.
0: Yeah, uh, the only thing I really had to go off... Excuse me. (laughs) I'm still trying not to die. Uh, The only thing I had to go, like, off from this was watching uh, James's Kill Count for this, Mm -hmm. for uh, Dead Meat. Yeah. And that's about it. And I think I might have listened to their podcast about it, but I don't recall if they had a podcast episode about it if not that's uh
1: um i don't me. think they <laughs> did i know they had an episode for the uh sequel oh okay i see gotcha like the newest sequel
0: oh the re or not the re it's not a remake it is a sequel right yeah it is a yeah, sequel. yeah
1: yeah yeah uh i get um uh, uh requel
0: requel that's, that's right. what it is yeah Sorry, there's on It's Queen. It's okay. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, I know they had a podcast for that one.
0: Gotcha. Not, not the original one. Okay, though.
1: gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
0: Oh, I think I do remember listening to that because they call they talk about the gentrification of everything and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, kind of like um, it's not necessarily gentrification, but like James mentioned this really famous mural. God, I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, that got painted over. It reminds me of when they painted over um, the Cecil Hotel stuff here a couple years... Was it last year or the year before (coughs) last? Something like that? I think it was last... Really illegal...
1: I think it was last year because they're renovating it to be like I guess um apartment built like an apartment building instead of a hotel. Yeah. Oh it's been like that anyway. I know it's been like that. Well Oh to no, probably no, 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 advertise no, no. it as such. Yeah, to advertise it as like an apartment.
0: Yeah. But the problem is is that that's probably really illegal because it's a historic building and you're yeah, not supposed to do that.
1: Yeah, it, it is a historical building and yeah. you can't you, you can't, can't do fuck anything with that. To it. Yeah, so. no, you can't
0: you can't mess with that gee i wonder if they got into any legal trouble with that dude i
1: don't know i haven't i haven't seen it we'll see it when we go to la but like i have not seen it recently i've heard so
0: much shit about the the hotel cecil dude oh my god i'll have to look at look that up later because if they didn't get in trouble for that i'll be astonished because holy shit
1: no but like for real i i think it's just because like i'm an la native there's nothing really special about the cecil hotel when you go see it
0: yeah it's like on skid row right or, like, really close to
1: it. It's close to it. Gotcha. Um, I've been close to, like, going to the hotel because me and my mom go to downtown. Yeah. Um, With my sister sometimes when she gets, like, her taxes so we can go buy stuff in downtown. Yeah. Um, and on our way there, it's basically, I think, like, a block away from mm. where we go shopping.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I do know about the Alyssa Lamb case that happened there. If you guys don't know what that is, I guarantee you've probably seen the footage if you've been online for a long amount of time, especially if it's, like, on the quote-unquote paranormal side of the internet. Oh, yeah. Um, It's that girl who's acting frantic in the elevator, and they don't know why. And then she goes missing. Mm -hmm. And then they find her dead in the water um, tanks up on the roof, and they don't know how she got there. They still don't know how she got there.
1: No one knows. Nope. It's it's an unsolved mystery. Yup. It's a cold case, basically.
0: Yeah, it is. And there was a special on Netflix that was way too long. They could have just covered it in, like, maybe two episodes. But there, it was so long. There's so much information that we didn't really need to know about. But that's my personal opinion.
1: Oh, I saw it. Yeah, I know. You're yeah. right. <laughs> but, uh, shall we get into it? Kinda of went off on a little tangent there, but that's okay. It's a little tangent. I think you guys are gonna like today's um, fun facts that I have for this movie. I'm excited for your fun facts today. Yeah, I just like this movie in general. It's cool. Oh yeah, this movie's super good. Oh yeah. Again, it's one of my favorites. But yeah, we I know have Scream is it. Scream is definitely your favorite. Scream is Scream is my comfort movie.
0: <laughs> I-, I get what you say, but like anytime somebody says a, sl- a slasher is their comfort movie, I'm automatically like, are you okay? No. <laughs> I already knew that but like that's why I didn't really want to ask in general.
1: Yeah. Anytime you ask I'm going to say no, no because I'm never okay. My <laughs> mental health is shit. That's so a mood. <laughs> uh but I mean It's okay we laugh we laugh it off. It's fine. It's true. We make jokes. We are funny that way. Um but I mean for Loki it's also their comfort movie. Damn! Shout out to you, Loki. Can't wait to watch.
0: Can't wait to watch Scream with you guys. What the fuck? It's gonna be. It's gonna be great, man. (laughs)
1: Loki, we gotta play D and D together. We go visit. Enough about Scream, though. We can do that next week. Here (laughs) we are gonna talk about Candyman. Candyman. We We open up with the Universal Pictures logo, logo. and then it's TriStar Pictures.
0: Yeah, Haunts. There's a horse. I love it. It's so pretty. Oh, Pegasus. Excuse me. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah, this uh <laughs> sorry, I'm still dying again. Uh this takes place in Chicago. Yes. Right?
1: Yeah. In Chicago. Real life Chicago. Noise. And we get this aerial shot too. Yeah. It's so cool. When we get like the opening the title card. The title and card. The <laughs> opening credits. Yeah. Which is just
0: yeah, I literally only asked you where this took place because it could literally have been one of three places. It was either going to be New York City, Chicago, or L.A. And I was like, I genuinely don't know where this is going to be because all of those cities, like, in this particular view, look the same to me. Um,
1: It was it was real life Chicago. Gotcha. <coughs>
0: <coughs> Fuck.
1: Also, it's accompanied by, like, this amazing soundtrack.
0: Y'all. This uh, t- kind of reminded me in a weird way of the opening to...
1: The shining? Um Yeah, in a way with Just like, a little. I I get that. I yeah. can see that,
0: you know? But I think that's just because we're so used to that kind of thing. Oh, we get a little monologue from Mr <laughs> Candyman himself with all these honeybees.
1: Yeah, and his monologue is <clears throat> They will say that
0: I have shed innocent blood.
1: What's blood for, if not for shedding? The bees. Me every month. I mean what? I wish that was me every month. It is not though. No, you just get the symptoms. Yeah. It's going just cause my stupid condition, but whatever. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. One day it'll happen again. Hopefully. Oh, <laughs> we got a swarm of bees. So many bees. So many fucking bees. Oh my fucking
0: god Not the bees No.
1: Not the bees, man.
0: So we meet Helen. <laughs> Helen is really pretty.
1: Yeah. Also,
0: Bernadette is really pretty, too. Bernadette is really pretty. I like her a lot. So is Anne-Marie
1: mm-hmm. later
0: on. So we get a story about uh, these two people. Um, they are not together. She is cheating on her boyfriend with this dude. Of course, his name is fucking Billy. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be fucking Billy? <clears throat> um, they're going smash. But they decide to play Candyman in the mirror first. Mm-hmm. Candyman works like Bloody Mary. Just go to the bathroom, say his name five times, and then he'll appear.
1: Yeah, except with Bloody Mary, it's like three times. Three times, times and Candyman you spin Man in a circle.
0: Five. You have to do it in the dark. Have to have a candle. Like, the rules for Bloody Mary fucking constantly change.
1: Yeah, and so does the rules for Candyman sometimes. Does it? Yeah. Well, depending on who's telling the story. But a lot of the times, it's the same thing where you have to say his name five yeah. times.
0: Yeah, even, like, at this point, uh, these two, because she's running around in her bra and underwear... And I, w- I wrote down in my journal, I was like, this is some weird foreplay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the hell? And she, <laughs> I don't know. I guess she's into it's, it's possibly weird. getting murdered by a Hulk.
1: I guess. But they don't say it. Well, he doesn't say it. He only says it, uh... Four times. Yeah. Because no one ever makes it past four. Oh, because of course they don't. Mm-hmm. She tells him to go downstairs. He does. She got supplies for him. This bitch says it one last time, turns off the light, and oh, there he is. And yeah. she's dead, pretty much. And yeah, that's, uh, that's the little, like, legend. Yep. Basically, that's what Helen is hearing on a tape. Yeah. And then he gets got... Oh, no, she's not hearing on a tape. She's, she's interviewing rec- someone. She is recording it. She's recording it for a tape. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's recording she's... It for a tape, but she's interviewing someone about the legend. Yeah. She's doing a thesis on urban legends. Yes. Specifically Candyman, right? Yeah, specifically it's for Candyman. Yeah. Which is, like, really cool, though. Yeah.
0: Dude, what kind of college do you go to where you can do a thesis on urban legends? What the fuck? I, I genuinely don't know. I wanna know, because I would do that. <laughs> that would be really
1: fun. It would be really fun. I would love that. Um, I mean, also, just like in the movie Urban Legends, there's a lecture that the students are taking, and it's about urban, urban legends, legends. the different ones.
0: Yeah. I just... <sighs> urban legends are so cool! They are. Especially... I like the ones where... It's all basically the same story, it's just, like, a different iteration. Uh-huh. And it makes me feel like we're all connected in that one particular way in which we have, like, a certain fear for a certain one thing or another. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool.
1: Well, yeah, well, I mean, like... Candyman is basically another version of Bloody Mary. Yeah. And I know uh, for a fact, like, after these... Well, after, like, the first initial movie was released, a lot of black people were very hesitant to actually do Candyman. Like, oh, they really? use that as a scare tactics for kids and everything, mm. too. And I'm just like, I I don't fly with that. I don't like
0: that. And here I am earlier. I, I was it. like, dude, you want to play Candyman with me later in the, in the bathroom? Immediately, I was like, no. I was just joking, but I was, I was like, you want to go do Candyman in the mirror? No. no. I'm like, My
1: immediate fucking... Is- <laughs> response after that was like no,
0: no. <laughs> I've never even done bloody mary so like I wouldn't even do can- Candyman's scarier than bloody mary to me We have
1: done bloody mary but that was out of my uh I was forced to Yeah Also, but like, they the they're fun they're yeah. fun urban legends they're fun quote unquote urban legends yeah.
0: And Helen uh, sits in on the last little bit of a lecture that her husband is doing I think is is urban legends they're talking about like how Gators yeah, got flushed down the toilets and like grew thirty feet long in the sewers
1: yeah he's also doing uh, an urban legend lecture um, yeah and she gets kind of like peeved at it because he told her that like he wasn't gonna do that um that lesson yet because and, he knew that she was doing a thesis on Candyman
0: yeah and he's very subtly making googly eyes at one of his students named Stacy. Which, ill,
1: And also, um... This is college, by the way. Yeah, it's, if you col- if it's you college.
0: Did, if you didn't catch on to that with fucking the, the thesis, it's it's college. Mm-hmm. It's not that kind of creepy, but it's still not great.
1: It's still student-teacher relationship, which is still bad. Gross, yeah. Yeah. And Helen does tell, um, her husband about it, too. Yeah. Saying she should, like, worry about it. And he's like, no, no, you shouldn't. Uh-huh, yeah, right, bitch. Yeah,
0: huh. Bitch.
1: Stupid. Of course you always gotta fucking worry about it. Of course.
0: She really married this man with a balding ass head and a receding hairline. Really? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sure he's nice in real life. I'm pretty sure.
1: I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But I mean like, he's not he's, he's not, not mean he's, or anything. No, 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 no. It's just he's the thing is like he's not he's not even like a bad character either. It's it's he's doing a. Like, he's
0: just doing a bad thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's just doing a bad thing. Which also, that's why, like towards the end, I was like, "You have the balls to feel sad for the way you are after this." Yeah. But also, I'm like, he has the right to. <laughs> he, ha- he has the right to because, like, genuinely, he did care about her. He fucked up. But he just fucked up. Big that's bad. why. Yeah. He just fucked up. So just had mean, to he- get with that home wrecking whore. He has the right to feel bad about what the fuck happens. Yeah. Okay. But now we have Helen in the classroom. She's typing out what she recorded earlier. Yeah. The cleaning lady comes in. Yeah. And she hears that she's doing something about Candyman. And she has a friend who I think has a relative, right? I, I remember. Who has a relative that lives in um, the apartment complexes where Candyman oh, basically C- Cabrini lives. Cabrini Greens? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Cabrini, Cabrini Green? We'll find out here in a second. We got Cabrini Green. Yeah. yeah.
1: Who lives there, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Cabrini Green. Yeah, this lady, she doesn't live down there. No,
1: uh, she lives down there. Oh,
0: a, fr- a friend of hers lives there, and her cousin, um, lives- Or talks about how a friend of hers was killed. I don't know I didn't catch it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but somebody got killed by Candyman down there. Mm-hmm. Also, I gotta say, all of the women, just in general, in this movie are so pretty. Yeah, they are. They're awesome. But we recount, uh, Ruthie Jean, um- She heard somebody or something making noises in her wall. She called 911 because she thought somebody was going to come through her walls. Nobody believed her. Nobody believed her because, of course not. She called the police and they didn't believe her Mm -hmm. because, of course, they didn't. And they finally went there and she was fucking, she was dead.
1: Yeah. She was stabbed to death with a hook. And basically her, her apartment was basically vacated. Yeah, like there is nothing in that space anymore. No, no,
0: no. I think it got got gutted too, didn't it? Yeah, it did. But yeah, there's a bunch of unsolved murders going on around here and nobody knows who's doing it. Of course, Candyman's linked up to it, apparently. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's just that nobody's going to believe it because it's an urban legend and yeah. It's just, it sounds crazy that there would be a ghostly figure going around and killing people.
1: Yeah, because no one one is going to believe it. But also it's... um... It's also just the people who have witnessed this type of thing, or who are afraid of Candyman, who are- that's what's giving him, like, his power, His power.
0: Basically. The fear,
1: yeah. Yeah. So the fear of him is basically keeping him alive.
0: Yeah. Kind of reminds me of Pitch Black from Rise of the Guardians, in a weird way. Yeah. Because they feed off that fear. Which is a weird fucking thing to compare that to, but it's not wrong. No, it's not yes I meet Bernadette she's so cute man yeah. shes I love her hair she's so pretty but they're sharing some wine together and going over because they're doing this thesis together
1: yeah they're going over their notes and stuff like that Yeah,
0: and um, newspaper stuff also I have to say
1: Helen's apartment is really nice honestly look at that view oh it is really nice man I love their friendship too also yeah their friendship is like so wholesome and sweet it's very sweet Oh, this is the scene where they're gonna search, I guess, the her mirror?
0: Yeah, her bathroom mirror. Mm-hmm. Because there's, like, another room uh, on the other side of it, and it's vacant. It's a vacant apartment. We're gonna take a peek at it. I feel like someone would have to pay for that. Yeah. I mean, it's a medicine cabinet. It's probably just gotta be stuck back into the wall. Yeah, that's true. But they don't know if she did it or not. It probably, for all they know, just fell out. Consider- That's also true. Considering it's vacant, might not have anybody in there taking care of it very much. I know they have to kind of maintain it for there to be able to be, yeah, a possible tenant. But now Bernadette and Helen are playing Candyman.
1: I don't. They, I love they how I'm, like playing. They don't say it.
0: No, they, they only do.
1: Or no, but, Helen
0: does it five times. Bernadette yeah. stops at four.
1: But continue what you were saying.
0: I for- I forgot. It's
1: okay.
0: <laughs> it's fine. It's probably was It probably wasn't that important. It's okay, man. It's okay. Not only were we giggly, I'm also a little sleepy today, but that's okay.
1: Um, I think it's because we were fucking giggly.
0: Yeah. Oh, Trevor comes in late. Fucking asshole.
1: Oh, so late. Fucking scares her and shit.
0: Yeah. She could have banged her head on that desk right there. Oh yeah, she
1: could have. Again, I do say that she could have punched him and made him sleep somewhere else instead of the fucking brood.
0: Yeah. Gee, I wonder why he came in late.
1: Yeah, he's fucking drunk. But now they're on
0: their way to, uh... To Cabrini Green. Mm-hmm. That's really fun to say, by the way. Cabrini Green? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Cabrini Green. It's very fun.
1: Yeah, they're on their way there. Yeah,
0: so Both they can... Helen and Bernadette. Yeah, so they can find some answers about, um...
1: They want to go... Yeah, they want to go see her uh, apartment. Yeah. And possibly. they want to talk to... Possibly have a little interview with the person. Yeah. With, uh, Anne-Marie, right? Yes. Yeah. get some pictures. And Bernard is saying that it's not the safest place that they should just no. go back.
0: No, because it's like in the projects,
1: it's yeah. in the hood and stuff like that. Yes. Which, but they they both despite everything, uh-huh. They both still headed there. Yeah. Which like yeah. I'd
0: still be freaked out. Yeah. I'm like though, no, thank you. I mean, of course you're still going to be freaked out. Yeah. But um just the environment, I'm like, mm I feel like I'm gonna step on a used needle. You know what I mean? Yeah. With how it is? Yeah. It's just like, alright. I mean, if it's cheap living, then go
1: for it. Just be careful. It's true. Also, Brenna does say that they are dressed like cops.
0: Like, yeah, they they look, they like, look cops. like cops. I don't personally think they do, but that's just me. I would, I would think more of a detective kind of looking
1: thing. Well, that's why. Yeah. They're still a
0: cop. Yeah, you got me there. And, of course, they immediately get catcalled. Which is tasty. Not really. If I find you catcalling, I'm gonna steal your knees. I
1: don't pay attention. Don't. So, like, I will ignore everything. Knock on wood, I don't think I've ever been catcalled before. Oh, I
0: have. I know you have, and I want to break their teeth for you. Yeah. For the most part,
1: I don't really pay attention. Um, but when I do, I, I do ignore it.
0: Also, to be fair, I don't really- We don't live- anywhere close enough for me to be able to walk around places. So, I mean... It's true. I wouldn't have been getting catcalled anyway. They think... They think they're cops. There's also fucking graffiti everywhere in this place. Holy shit. It's covered in it. It is absolutely covered. Head to toe in graffiti. And Helen is taking pictures. She's taking pictures. Oh, yeah. Sweets to the sweet on the wall as well. Mm-hmm. Once we get to that floor. Which really made me crave specifically remember those flat, um, lollipops that you would get sometimes from, like, the doctor's office or something?
1: Uh-huh.
0: That's what that reminded me of for some reason, and I don't know why. Amazing. Specifically the cherry-flavored ones. I'm like, mm, I want a lollipop now. <laughs> well, alright. I don't know why, I just... I it, mean, I get that. I, it gave me that vibe for some reason, and I don't know why.
1: Oh, yeah, but as she's taking uh, pictures... And
0: Marie gives them a spook with her doggy, with her good boy. A good doggy. The good boy. roddy. We love the Rottweilers. So pretty. The big baby.
1: I'm sure he was a good boy. Spoilers the dog does die, but you don't see it.
0: You just see a head, which is still not great, but at least you don't see the act being done. Yeah. That's really the only issue I have, probably. <laughs> like, that's literally the only real problem I have with this movie. Even then, I'm like, It's
1: not that bad. So they come into the apartment that was vacant after the crime.
0: Yeah, it smells bad. Yeah. Because it clearly just hasn't been taken care of (laughs) at all. And Helen is trying to find the bathroom.
1: She finds it. Yep, she does. And there's nothing. (laughs) Nothing to see. Excuse me, I burped. Well, at first. There's nothing to see. At first. It's amazing how that mirror is like pretty clean. Kinda. Yeah. It's not dusty, if that's what you mean. It's still pretty clean,
0: though. Yeah. And, of course, there's another... Uh, room behind the mirror that Helen over here is gonna squeeze her crazy ass through. Just five minutes. That's all it takes. Jesus.
1: Yeah, Bernard doesn't think that's a good idea at all, no. but Helen is still gonna go through it. You wanna know what? Good
0: for her because she's really working her ass off for this fucking thesis, dude.
1: Yeah, she is. Also,
0: she's would... doing
1: anything that she can. Yeah,
0: I would still be careful because this is a good way to get tetanus. Yeah. Everything is rusty and dirty down here. But, like, what can you do? What can you do? Anything for an A. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently. It's just Helen in there taking pictures and stuff. Until uh, she gets to the other side, like, properly. She crawls out of Candyman's mouth. Through a hole in the wall. There's a pile of candy on the floor. With razor blades in it. Yeah, there is. No. Did we ever really talk about
1: what that was all about in the movie?
0: No. Oh, I don't think it was acknowledged. Ew, I didn't notice the doll. Brr.
1: It's not acknowledged. I know they get into it with like the newer one, oh, but okay. also if you go by the um later on scenes where the gang basically beats up Helen, it's um that's placed there or <clears throat> basically people do that to in person, I can't even to Keep the fear, in people. Ah. So they're keeping his legend alive by taking. <coughs> um, oh, sorry, you're fine. By basically taking his his name. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, Helen yeah.
0: literally only comes back because she runs out of film, and that's the only reason why she comes back. Yeah. Like, break my dude. We gotta, we gotta go. But her and Bernadette get stopped by um, Anne Marie because she's wondering what the hell they're doing there. Why they're around here, because they don't look like they they belong here at all. Mm-hmm. But she decides to let them come in and interview her about Candyman. And honestly, her and Maria's apartment's pretty cozy. Compared to the rest of the building.
1: Oh, it's really, really cute. She has a baby. His name is
0: Anthony. He can't be older than maybe one, right? I don't think so. He's not, like, not even walking yet or anything. No, he's not. He's just a little guy. Yeah, no, he's not even...
1: No, he's not even one, dude. He can't even hold his head up, dude. No, he uh, he's like hardly. a few months old. Yeah,
0: he's just a few months old.
1: What a little baby. He's tiny. He's just a little guy. So cute, man. Hmm?
0: But <coughs> they want to know more about Ruthie Jean, and Anne-Marie delivers.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And we find out that someone did come through the walls. Yep. But it's through her medicine cabinet. Yeah. The fact that no one believed her. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because um, Anne Marie called 911 no- and nobody came. Which, uh, Jesus. Uh, I hate that. Yeah. And she definitely wholeheartedly believes that's Candyman as well.
1: Mm-hmm. But then we cut to a fancy dinner. Which is the complete opposite.
0: Yeah. I was just about to say, but you beat me to it. And I quite like this dude. I didn't like him at first because I thought he was going to be pompous, but I like this guy. I didn't catch his name, though. The guy with the long hair, yeah, this guy,
1: oh that dude, yeah, this dude, um,, oh, I don't know if they oh,
0: I bet they even say his name, but we just don't remember right now, hold on,
1: it's okay, we'll get it, but he does he does talk about candyman, though,
0: yeah, he gives the backstory on candyman, mm-hmm, Purcell, that's his name,
1: yeah, Purcell, he's British. <laughs> But we get Candyman's backstory from him.
0: Yeah, he was uh, born to a slave, I believe. And he grew up to be, like, raised, oops, sorry, to be in polite society, basically. And he ended up falling in love with a white woman. And she ended up getting pregnant. And I don't remember if it was her dad or his dad found out about it. And the town chased him down, cut off his arm, one of his arms, with a rusty saw, and replaced it with a
1: hook. Well, we do we do have to mention. I don't think she, I. I don't think they mentioned that she was no, white. But... No, no, yeah. Oh, they she do. Was okay, white. yeah, she was. God, I don't, I don't fucking remember if she was pregnant or not. No, she got I... pregnant. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she got pregnant. I do remember that, yeah, that he was an artist, and he painted her portrait, mm-hmm, and he went to the best schools
0: and just was raised well, yeah, well off because his father made shoes for the Civil War, I think is what he said, mm-hmm. but yeah, he fell in love with one of the, his uh subjects because he was painting her, and he she got pregnant, and they she he ended up just. Yeah, her dad ended up...
1: Yeah, he ended up being brutally killed.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm talking his arm was cut off and, like, there was a hook put where his hand was. um, And I think they put honey on him and he got stung to death by hundreds of honeybees.
1: Yes. Which is fucked up. It's very fucked up, man. It's very fucked up. Like, I couldn't imagine that shit, dude.
0: Yeah. But we go back, and she's already just back where she was in Cabrini Green. Cabrini, fuck, I can't remember. And taking pictures of that Candyman portrait again. She goes to visit Anne-Marie again. I mean, she's not there, but is greeted with this little dude. His name's Jake.
1: Mm-hmm. I like him.
0: I would protect him with my life. I also like
1: Jake. <laughs> He's just a little guy. But Jake tells her a different story. Mm-hmm. That basically kind of involves Candyman. Yeah. Well, to what he believes It's Candyman. Yeah, it's Candyman. And he takes her out to where, like, the outdoor bathrooms are. Yeah. Which is nasty. Oh my god. And then she does tell him, like, whatever he says will be their their secret.
0: secret. Because he doesn't like to talk about Candyman.
1: Yeah. Which, rightfully so. Yeah. He's a little kid. He's gonna be scared. Um, Of course, I don't think
0: any of these people here like to talk about Candyman.
1: I don't think so either. But he does say, like, oh, there's something... That, like, he can show or that he can tell, you know? Yeah. If she doesn't tell anybody else.
0: But he also points out... She points out a big pile of wood, like, furniture and stuff like that. She was like, oh, is there going to be a bonfire? He said, yeah, for the party. And that'll be important later. Yep. Which I think is interesting. I like it when movies do that. They just show you this little thing. They're like, oh, yeah, it's for something for later. And it's It's legit for later. Keep it in mind. Store it in the filing cabinets for later. Yeah. um, He takes her to this outdoor bathroom. It's like right next to a park. And a boy was killed there who was mentally handicapped. And they claim that it was Candyman who killed him.
1: There was a huge mess in there. Yeah. Huge mess in there. It was a mom.
0: Yeah. Mom was uh, shopping across the way and she just sent him out because he needed to use the bathroom. And she had to get uh, her groceries. Mm.
1: And this is what they believe that Ken Yuen did. Yeah. Like, that Basically, he killed that kid. Yeah. And Helen goes in there and starts to take pictures. It smells fucking
0: awful. I wonder why because there's graffiti written in shit all over the walls. Mm-hmm. Which is disgusting. That's literally just any dude's bathroom. Yeah. Some girls' bathrooms could be like that, but it's mostly guys' bathrooms for some fucking reason.
1: They're like extremely bad.
0: Yeah. Y'all are just nasty sometimes, man. And it says sweets to the sweet all over the place. Or just in this one place. In shit. Which
1: is, again,
0: nasty, bro. What the fuck? It's very gross.
1: I mean, when she does open that, I think she is... She picks up the lid and there's just a bunch of fucking bees. Oh,
0: yeah. It's like filled to the brim with bees.
1: Mm-hmm. Jake is outside and someone approaches behind him.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. He calls him Candyman, but he's not Candyman. No. We haven't even seen Candyman for like for fucking realsies yet. Just a quick flash of him at the very beginning, and that's about it. It's just this guy.
1: Well, this guy and like a bunch of fucking other dudes. Yeah. And this guy. Well, Helen tries to like leave, leave. You know, politely. Yeah. Fucking takes out the hook, and then every other fucking guy comes in.
0: Yeah, there's four against one. You you can't do it one yeah. one by one, one to one. You chicken. Exactly.
1: She does say that she's not a cop. She's a student at the university. Um, they fucking hold her down. Yeah. And then fucking smack her with a goddamn hook.
0: They knock her ass out, dude.
1: Oh yeah, they do fucking do. They do a really yeah. good number on her, and it's like.
0: Honestly, though, I'm glad it just ended there.
1: Yeah, same. Yeah.
0: Because they could have gone worse, but they didn't, and I'm glad they didn't. Oh, it really could have gone worse.
1: But um, when they all leave, Jake goes in and sees her.
0: And odd, obviously he. Gets the police, mm-hmm. which of course they show up for the white lady and not okay. any other time.
1: They have all these people in the lineup saying the line that the person had said to. Heard
0: you're looking for Candyman, bitch. And yeah. she points out
1: it's number five immediately. Yeah, she's great. She has a really bad eye.
0: Yeah, she got a black eye from that shit, dude. <sighs> Having a black eye is like no fun
1: mm-hmm.
0: at all. This shit hurts.
1: Yeah, and she's talking to the the lead like detective over this and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. They, what we find out is that they have been tailing this guy for a long time, but they just never had enough, any of it. <laughs> they just hadn't had enough, like, evidence to pin him on anything. Uh-huh. Um, or, like, witnesses to pin him on anything. Yeah. Until now. And Helen asks about Jake, and then, um, the detective is like, oh, we don't need him, we have you. Yeah. Ugh. And then Jake is a little upset when she goes back out to the hallway.
0: Because she promised she wouldn't tell their, their secret. hmm She's like, it's okay, it's still just between us. Nobody else knows. Yeah.
1: But it's still just between them and it's yeah.
0: okay. Love this little guy.
1: And he's still really afraid of Candyman and then she's like, It's okay, he's not real. The man who did this wasn't Candyman. Yeah. Only impersonating him and yeah. they're putting him away so he's gonna be safe. Yeah. And he does he does not believe it. Yeah. This is basically what happened in this scene. Yeah. He just doesn't believe it.
0: But yeah, we cut to her being a good wife, you know, and she's made dinner for her ungrateful fucking husband, even though she's been fucking hurt, and- uh, Sorry. <laughs> I good a little too passionate about that kind of bullshit.
1: You're fine. We, we have that, like, quote-unquote, wholesome moment with them. Yeah. Uh, and, um- we get
0: just knowing what's happening now. I'm like, you fucking suck, dude.
1: Yeah, because she she's clearly fucking happy. She's trying her goddamn best in her marriage. Yeah, and that shit happens. And this
0: piece of shit.
1: Yeah, what the fuck? If you won't marry her, I will. Same. What the hell, man. <laughs> Boy, yeah, she meets up with Brendan. I think it's like the next day. They're talking about um what happened with Helen, and Helen does bring up where it's like it's ridiculous that you know like the cops go in right when a, a white woman yeah um just is like attacked. what i just
0: said yeah 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 yeah. yeah. i hate that shit <laughs> and
1: bernadette is like it's okay they're they got him like you got someone arrested for this yeah. and also, they charged him
0: she got her film uh from her camera developed which i guess got uh broken at some point in that little scuffle and she thought yeah. she lost the footage but she's got it back again which is awesome She's really is, excited. Is
1: checking them out. And also, Friday we're- goes. <laughs> yeah, drives
0: by her. We're at a parking garage in the broad daylight, which I thought was interesting, because ghosts don't usually show up during the day in these kinds of movies. No, they don't. Candyman does, though.
1: And also, you don't get that much oh. of, like, you don't get that much of, like, uh, uh, like parking structure scenes during no. the day. They're usually, like, a lot at night.
0: Yeah, like, any, and... last time I saw one of these in real life was, um, I'm sorry- was right before the pandemic hit. And it was the last time me and Alex went to uh, downtown somewhere where I live. um, (laughs) And we went to uh, play D&D at their little tabletop cafe. And it was in the middle of the night when we got out of there, like midnight, one in the morning. And that was the last time I saw a parking garage.
1: Uh, The last time I saw a parking garage was the last time I went to the Universal Studios. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Hey. <laughs> it <laughs> Still was for... fun memories,
1: man. <laughs> it was for Horror Nights. Hey, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, this scene is Helen is getting ready to put stuff in her trunk. She's able to and she hears she Candyman ready. calling for her.
0: Yeah, all kind of sing-songy. She's like basically immediately hypnotized.
1: Yeah, she's basically in a trance.
0: Yeah. She does not understand what's like really going to go down. Because what happens when you say Candyman five times in the mirror, you guys... You get kidnapped by Tony Todd, which I mean, there's worse people to get kidnapped by. <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> I hope he never listens to this.
1: Sucks for you. I'm tagging him in. Oh, ah, fuck. Okay, tweet, well, dude. it's fine.
0: <laughs> Respectfully, sir, I promise.
1: It's okay. <laughs> it's
0: okay. He's old enough to be my dad, and <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay my dude it's okay i can acknowledge he's very good looking okay he appears because the thing is he has said that she doubted him yeah of ever existing um and (laughs) my fucking god the way she looks too yeah she
0: looks she's looking at him like he's the most like entrancing magnificent thing that's ever existed yeah she's looking at him the way i want somebody to look at me (laughs) pretty much pretty much Pretty much. She's, like, got tears rolling down her face, too. Which I think is interesting. And I love his little catchphrase, Be my victim. I don't know why. Because you don't... That's not really a phrase that's thrown around at it's, all. It's you. It's, it's unique. That's why I like it. But she blacks the fuck out. We get bees. We got our shot of bees. The bees. Not the bees. So now I must shed innocent blood. She wakes up in Anne-Marie's bathroom bloodied
1: there's there there is so much blood
0: yeah assuming from the dog yeah because obviously the baby didn't get hurt
1: so no the baby didn't get hurt but the baby didn't get um kidnapped. kidnapped but all that blood is from the dog yeah
0: that's a lot of blood for a dog it was a big dog that's still a lot of blood for a dog it was a big dog roddies are big poor guy yeah. i feel bad for the dog i feel bad for the dog too I still think it's stupid that she picked up the knife. Yeah, that's that's literally one of my few complaints is just that particular scene is her pick up a knife and the dog being decapitated. And that's about it. Yeah, no, exactly. Why'd you pick up the knife, bro? Yeah, no, there's like blood everywhere. This is too much blood for a fucking dog, man. And Anne-Marie automatically assumes that she did it because, oh shit, she got a fucking knife in her hand.
1: Again, uh, it's really stupid because like... That Helen is trying to make her stop from doing anything and she fucking still whacks her with the goddamn cleaver. Yeah, that was not very smart. <laughs> that was not smart at all. Which I guess
0: you could see is self defense because Bern- or Anne-Marie straight fucking tackles her but still, there's still better ways to go about that.
1: Exactly. I don't know. There are way better ways to go about that but yeah. like, no. But still, still. And then-
0: (laughs) I think this is is probably our only complaint for the whole thing, honestly. But
1: I mean, it it, it makes sense, though. Yeah. With her characters and how they are, it makes sense. It
0: makes sense. Obviously, fucking Anne-Marie thinks that this random-ass white lady has kidnapped her baby and killed her dog. Yeah. And has a fucking meat cleaver in her hand. So, like, she's freaking out. And Helen's also freaking out because she doesn't know how the fuck she got here. She thinks that somebody else is probably attacking Anne-Marie. And nobody fucking knows what's going on. So these two ladies are justified in what they're doing.
1: No, exactly. But when the cops come in, what do they see? Helen above Anne-Marie holding the cleaver. cleaver.
0: And she gets arrested. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, broski. And it's fucking the suck.
1: complete opposite of the fucking scenes that we saw before. With the cops and everything. Yeah. And we get this scene where Helen has to, like, strip all her clothes. Yeah. And she's just
0: She's, like, crying the entire entire time. She just really wants to take a shower.
1: She's a fucking huge mess. Yeah. She does not understand anything at all, like, what's going on. No. And it isn't until, like, she's in that little interview room and the detective that was nice to her before is, is now... Is
0: pissed.
1: Is very pissed and very, I guess, like, hostile? He's not hostile. Not hostile. No. He's doing his
0: job. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's basically doing his job. Because, I mean, evidence against her is pretty incriminating at this Oh, point. yeah.
1: Also, I just, I like her bra because it opens from the front. Yeah, I don't, I, I only have one bra like that. I like those kinds of bras. I had one of those bras, but it got too tight on me.
0: Aw, man. Yeah. We just need to go bra shopping at some point.
1: We do. <laughs> I would, I would love another pair of those, because I hate the the ones that um you have to do th- from the back. Yeah, that's and hard. annoying is shit but yeah they do a body search on her yeah they let her shower they have this whole interview yeah the thing is it's like she can't remember anything she's straight blacked out dude like yeah like she she does not remember anything and they're very forceful yeah they are because they're like do you understand why you're here and shit like that And and she's
0: like she says yes but over she's like let me explain and they're just not letting her explain
1: no. Because and also, the thing is, it's like, it's with the evidence that they have and the testimony it's of Anne-Marie it's, it's very incriminating. Because, like, what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. You can't just say, like, I don't remember. No. You can't say that. It, it, I mean, it's it sucks that you can't just say, like, I, I don't fucking remember.
0: Yeah. Also, this is kind of strange because uh, the detective says you have the right to remain silent. And I'm just like, well, that doesn't mean she has to. You have the right to remain silent, but you can still make as much noise as you fucking want. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. I don't fucking know. I'm not a cop.
1: Well, she has the right to remain silent, but the thing is... Anything, anything you say she says is going to be used <laughs> against you in a yeah. court of law.
0: Because
1: it's just like, bitch, what the fuck, man? Um, She's trying
0: to plead her case, and you're not letting her.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: It's not a court of law, but, like, still?
1: No, 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 but that... She doesn't know how she got
0: there. No, but
1: the thing is, it's like whatever she says can be used against her later. Yeah. But um, she just
0: decides to make a phone call. She tries to call Trevor. Or not Trevor. Uh, wait, no. Yeah, she Trevor, does try Trevor. to call
1: Trevor. And obviously he's, he's not, not home. fucking home. You whore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, and he, it's three like in three in the morning. morning. He's
0: like, he says, oh, I'm a, I am was in bed asleep. No, the Past fuck the you sleep. weren't. We get a fucking pan of, her, of their bed. He's not there. No. Yep. asshole.
1: I mean, I get heavy sleepers, because, like, sometimes you just can't hear fucking phones, Oh, yeah, man.
0: no, for sure. Because I've slept- When I was younger, I slept through a lightning strike behind my house. My dude, I,
1: I have slept through so many, like, earthquakes and shit. I'm just like- What, okay. like? My guy. You were such a fucking liar. Yeah, but the thing is, is that Helen has already had those suspicions already. Yeah. So it's like, okay. This dude lying. Yeah, he's definitely, like... But because... then he
0: shows up the next day. Takes her home. To
1: bail her out, yeah. Because there's
0: no actual evidence against her.
1: No, there isn't. Except for when, like, you know, they actually got there, but...
0: Yeah. But that doesn't really mean anything. Like, they don't know how she... She doesn't know how she got there or anything.
1: Well, no, they... They, they don't, but they do have evidence that can basically tie her to what everything is happening. Yeah.
0: Is this a vision right here by the way? Yes. Yeah, she gets a vision of Anthony somewhere in uh, Cabrini Green and Anne-Marie wailing, which
1: I don't blame her. I think she rips out her hair. Huh? I think she rips out a piece of her hair. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. notice that. Then here we are. Trevor, coming in.
0: It's the next day, by the way. Like, it's daylight out now. Yeah,
1: she has not slept.
0: No. No. But they put a coat over her face so they can't tell who the fuck got arrested for that. Or at least they won't give out the details anyway. Mm
1: hmm.
0: But she's, her face is covered up so she won't be. Because the fucking. Of course the press is all over the front of that fucking
1: jailhouse. Well, well yeah. I'm like, goddamn, dude, back up a little. Well, because once they hear the news, they gotta get everything that's in there. Oh, yeah, for sure. But they're hoping to find the baby. Yeah.
0: Because they don't know wow, that voice cracked. They don't know if he'll be alive or not. Yeah. The first four, like, it's, if you've seen 48 Hours, everybody knows the first 48 Hours for that kind of thing if somebody's missing super crucial. crucial. Because I think it drops, like, what, 70% of them being likely to be found alive, right? Something yeah. Something like that? Some crazy number like that? I don't fucking remember.
1: Yes. Um, because after the third day... It's like after the second day, you start to have your little doubts where it's like, you probably won't find them alive. Yeah, that's when you have to actually settle for either you finding them dead or alive.
0: Yeah. After Um, a certain amount of time, it's gonna be just, like, straight up dead.
1: Yeah, it's it's always after the third day, though. Yeah. You kind of, like, just lose all that hope of basically trying to find them alive. Yeah. And it's sad.
0: Yeah. Trevor comes and checks on her while she's in the bath. He's like, I gotta go get stuff from the school. It'll be 20 minutes. I'm like, uh-huh, you're just gonna go pump and dump. So shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah. Um, she gets not frustrated. She's just like, all right, I'm just gonna get out now. After he leaves. Yeah. She drinks a beer. Budweiser. Yeah. Which tastes like piss. It does. Most <laughs> beers taste like piss, though. So yeah. I, like, can't really say shit.
0: Alex told me that Guinness in Ireland is really good.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I just don't like beer. Um... But then we get this whole entire thing of... She's looking through her pictures, I think. Yeah, she's... Where is it? Yeah, she's looking through her pictures. Um. Oh, my nose. Oh, then Candyman appears and starts fucking chasing her ass. She runs back to her... Into her apartment because basically he chased her out of it. And then he reappears down the hall. Runs back in. Locks the door.
0: Yo. Goes to dial 911.
1: And she fucking gets a knife. Yeah. And he's standing behind her. He's standing behind her. She's shaking, man. She is shaking. But throughout this whole entire thing, she's basically becoming just like, oh, um, oh yeah, Bernadette pays a visit too. I forgot about that. She is basically the same way as before, as she was hypnotized and she can't do anything.
0: Yeah, she's like, she's frozen. Mm-hmm. On pretty her feet. much,
1: yeah. And she still has a knife in her hand. Um,
0: he jabs the hook in her neck just a little bit, like just pushes it into her neck where she's bleeding a little.
1: Yeah, that's how she gets the blood on her. Yeah, I think also on her temple maybe. No, I thought it was on her head though. Nope, just her, just her neck. Alrighty. I um, think. And then Bernadette comes by to check up on her. She got a bouquet of flowers for her and everything. She's like really fucking sweet, and I fucking love her for that. She's
0: concerned with a capital C.
1: <sighs> Me too, man. Me, Me too. too. I fucking love her for that. Helen
0: would need extensive therapy after all oh, this. Oh
1: fuck yeah. Knowing that Candyman killed your fucking best friend.
0: Yeah. Jesus. Well, there's not going to be a grade for that thesis, is there? Nope. Damn. Um, we just drop out at this point. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> so what ends up I happening? I straight
0: up just give up.
1: She ends up going to the hospital. Um. Yeah,
0: because again, she was found with the knife in her hand. Yes. They zip tie her hands together. I forgot about that. Oh my god.
1: They had to do that for, for her. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for, for her, her own bit, safety. For safety.
0: Yeah, they straight up just take- She's in a fucking psych ward, dude. This poor lady. Somebody help her. She gets strapped down to a fucking
1: bed. They leave her
0: alone for a bit, and then they, um... Candyman comes and pays her a visit. Yeah. He's hovering above her, and she's freaking the fuck out. And they come and sedate her. He's like,
1: yeah, he's under
0: the bed. He's under the bed, he's under the bed, and they sedate he's her with like a thousand milliliter- oh mill something of something.
1: Also, he's she's screaming out like, murderer.
0: Yeah. Because she's so convinced that he's gonna kill that fucking baby. Yeah. Also, the fact that he's killed two or two people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or no, a person and a dog.
1: Yes. Thus far. And then she wakes up, and they're taking her to a office. Yeah, she's been there for a month. Well, we find out yes, she has been there for a month. Since, yeah. since she has been admitted, and they, the doctor admits that they have been like sedating her the whole entire time. Yeah.
0: Also, I want to point this out because. It, it's not a- it doesn't bother me. It's just, like, something that I don't think Candyman knows about. Um, there's a shot of him feeding Anthony honey. You're not supposed to give babies honey. Like, you're not supposed to give them honey under a certain age. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know what happens, but you're not supposed to do that.
1: Okay, well, I don't think Candyman cares.
0: I don't think Candyman either cares or really knows. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Did they have that kind of knowledge in 1890?
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> You're over there, like, what would I know? <laughs> I would probably, uh, honestly, I would probably be the most likely person out of the two of us to know about that kind of information. I'm like, I'm gonna be for fucking real. How
1: would I know? I don't know. Oh, I thought you were. There. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just because I'm older than you doesn't mean I know everything.
0: You're older than me by four years. Exactly. <laughs> You're basically falling apart at this point.
1: Uh, I've been falling apart since I fucking turned six. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. But yeah, she's but yeah, like, you know, maybe he doesn't know and mm-hmm. it's just it's the only thing he can fucking be. <laughs> That's probably it. He doesn't yeah. know.
0: Where's Candyman gonna get baby formula at, huh? Mm hmm. He's got honey. He's got an extensive amount of honey. Yeah. Also, she's in a the therapist's office now. We went the Oh, they show her
1: some. the um the footage, footage of, of that her. day when yeah. she was admitted. And there's nobody above her. No. And this ghost don't appear on camera. Nope. And Helen's just like super confused and everything, but she's like I can prove to you that he is real. And then she says
0: Candyman five times and then uh therapist Dr. Burke
1: gets fucking murked. Yeah. From behind. Which is not fun. And Candyman says that she's finally his.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The way I would be so doomed in one of these fucking universes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I would be (laughs) doomed. She goes goes back to... She
0: escapes and she goes home.
1: Yeah, she goes back to...
0: It's only been a month and this fucker has moved Stacy in and she's repainting their entire apartment fucking baby pink. I fucking think it's gross. Uh, not the color, just in general.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, the whole situation is fucking gross. Like, yeah, dude, a month. You, a didn't mu- you didn't wait. You didn't wait. You didn't think I would get out at all.
0: Yeah, she points that out to him. She's like, "You didn't think I would get out, did you?"
1: Yeah, like. But she's like, "One, really fucking gross." Yeah, she's like, Two. "What? Were you, you gonna tell me when Look I got it. out?" <laughs> Look, it. I have nothing against like pink. I like pink. Yeah, I like I pink do. too. But, like, not the whole entire fucking house,
0: though. Oh, we gotta have some variety, man. Not the whole goddamn house. No. Especially not from a home-wrecking whore. Like... (laughs) Exactly. Get the fuck out of here. I do not care, man. Get the fuck out of here. I do not fucking care. To be fair, it's better than just straight white, but,
1: like, still... (sighs) Yeah, but the way Helen had it was like really nice, though.
0: Yeah, I mean it's not like minimalism like we what we've got now. It's still got style.
1: Exactly. so, oh, yeah, these were just really. And also, you can, th- This is also kind of shit.
0: This is also like kind of grody to me because like it's the pink that's really like, ugh, this girl is really like fresh in college, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. Because it, like it's not immature to like pink. I think it's the no, particular it's... shade of pink that's kind of like giving yes. me the ick.
1: <laughs> like... Because that pink screams, like... Young. Very young.
0: Yeah. Gross. I
1: I feel... She even looks like a freshman in college. Yeah. So, like, that's straight out of high school. She's, like, 18, 19 at that point.
0: Yeah. And he said something earlier about adolescent hormones or something. I'm like, Egh. I'm a... Egh.
1: I'm a throw That's grossish. That's gross, dude. Shut the fuck up. No matter, like, the age in college, that shit is gross. Mm-hmm. No matter what. Student teacher relationship, no matter what, is gross. It's not. I do not care if it's, like, between two people, but especially if they're 18. Yeah. If they just turned 18, that yeah. is motherfucking gross. You nasty. That is still a child. That's barely legal. Yeah, that's barely legal. Oh my fucking! That's the God. bare fucking minimum.
0: <laughs> what are you
1: doing at your age, sir? You shouldn't be. Wee woo. You shouldn't be doing that.
0: Someone call the police on this guy for being a pedophile. So now she basically gives in to Candyman. I think at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so because she goes to because he was he the lives. only one who was
0: technically there
1: for her anymore.
0: Bernadette's Pretty fucking much. dead.
1: Um. But yeah, she she goes to like like. His home, pretty much. Like yeah. his his altar.
0: Yeah, where it was through that hole in the wall, right?
1: Mhm. Yeah. She finds him sleeping. He doing a little snoozer. He
0: snooze. He fuck she fucking burks him a little bit with a fucking hook. Yeah. Just a little bit.
1: But my dude The baby The Baby. My oh, God. The baby's looking at the camera. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. They can't help it, though.
0: I bet Tony Todd is so sweet in real life. I would love to meet him.
1: He is really sweet. My god.
0: He so just- Tony he, he so looks looks like... Todd is the
1: sweetest man ever, man. He looks like he would give really
0: good hugs. You know what I mean? Um. Did we miss something vital? I think we missed the scene where- He get. Oh, there's a mural of him, too. That's- That's right. Haha. <laughs> yeah, we missed him. We missed her stabbing him. And also, a couple of other things. yee. Also, this movie got rated for sexual content, and I think the, literally the only quote-unquote sexual content is, like, maybe some boob. And I think that's about it. Yeah. I mean, he puts her hook up her skirt just a little bit, but that's like... That's not that bad.
1: That's... No, that's not that bad. The thing is, like, we see a boob, but it's, like, side boob, and then it's, like, a and glimpse she's in the of bath. a boob in the bath. Yeah, and that's about it. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess they have to do that rating thing. I guess. Also, a lot of bees. He fucking kisses her with her mouth, with his mouth open, and bees are coming out of his Ugh. mouth.
0: Also, his chest. Also, his chest. And I know he put, he had to put actual, like, bees in his mouth for yes, that. Yes, he did. And he got stung, like, what, over 20 times or something like that? Uh, I'm sure it's in your over, fun
1: facts. Over the franchise, it's, like, 26 times. Damn. From what I found out for this movie. I'll burn a fun fact right now. What I found out for this movie is that he, got, uh, he negotiated at least 1,000... Dollars for each steak that he got, and during the first Holy movie, fuck. it was twenty-three stings.
0: Damn, dude, that's how you make your fucking money, right there.
1: Yeah, that's appa- apparently that's what I read in. Fun Honestly,
0: facts. though, with all those bees, that's not a lot.
1: It's not a lot, and I'm you'll find shot. out why.
0: I'm something tells me it has to do with smoke, maybe.
1: You'll find out why.
0: Okay, I'm down. I, I I like to.
1: Yeah, Helen wakes up.
0: Yeah, he fucking. Takes the baby and puts him in the middle of that big old fucking wood pile that they're gonna burn later. And she Jake,
1: knows, yeah, she knows where the baby is. She starts going um also to I'm the assuming... bonfire and throwing everything. Yeah, looking for the baby. The, she can hear the baby crying.
0: Yeah. Also, I'm assuming Jake just doesn't have a home because he's not really sleeping in any complex at all. He's sleeping like outside of it.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought too.
0: Yeah. Oh, he only just sees the hook and thinks yeah. Candyman's there.
1: Yeah. And he gathers everyone and they start taking more stuff and... They're, like,
0: throwing gasoline and shit in the burn pile. Mm-hmm. And set that shit ablaze while she's still wandering in out and about.
1: She's still in there. She was able to get the baby. Candyman tries to stop her, basically. But she is able to, um... Set him ablaze. Yeah. Which is Badass. Which is fucking great. He starts basically dismantling this whole entire thing. Stuff starts to fall on her. She starts to catch on fire. Yeah. She's able to crawl out of there. With the baby. With the baby. And he's fine. He's completely okay. She is not, though. She's covered in... She, she's, she's severely burned. burned. Her yeah, hair she's is gone. severely burned.
0: Her hair is gone. Anne-Marie... Oh my god, I just know she feels so fucking bad. Oh man. yeah, she does. But Anne-Marie gets her baby back. And Helen basically... She dies!
1: dies. (laughs) Helen dies from that. And, like, I... This is where I got pissed off. (laughs) Like, not at the
0: movie, at a character. Okay.
1: Helen definitely would have died no matter what. Yes. From the burns, you know. Or Candyman, directly. Or or directly Candyman. But I'm pretty sure she wouldn't have survived those burns. No. Like, at all. Because those were severe burns. Yeah. Look nasty, dude. And we go to her funeral. There is only a few people there. She's wearing a wig.
0: Yeah, and two of those people are Trevor and her his fucking girlfriend, which he had the audacity to even come, let alone bring
1: her. Okay, the thing is, like, it's his wife. He he's like he has to go, you know. But why'd you bring your girlfriend? Exactly. She didn't have any attachment to her motherfucker. Um, but we do see Anne Marie and the baby and Jake there. Though I'm sorry.
0: I'm going to get a little personal. And if, if my dad shows up to my mom's funeral, if she dies before him, I'm going to kill him. It's on, on site. So, it's on fucking site. It's side. on site. I'm not actually going to kill him. That's a joke. For legal reasons, that's a fucking joke.
1: No, it's on site for me punching him, though. There you go. <laughs> because, like, what the fuck? What the fuck? It's on site, my guy. Like, uh, yeah, Jake throws the hook inside. It, it's like, not like. Like,
0: everybody from Cabrini Green shows up yeah, to her much. funeral, and Jake tosses. Candyman's hook in her grave. Mm-hmm. Signifying, I'm guessing, that Candyman is finally gone. Yeah, no. This is fucking... I hate him. I hate Trevor. He fucking sucks. Yeah, there's literally Trevor, his girlfriend, and Purcell from earlier, who yeah. gave the original story for Candyman.
1: And then everyone else starts showing up. And yeah, Trevor's just a like, lot
0: of people that showed up just for her. And Anne-Marie is here too.
1: He throws the hook.
0: The hook goes into the grave. I thought she was wearing it. No, it's just the flowers covering her her head. Yeah. Which is pretty, honestly. But now we cut back to their house, I'm guessing immediately after the funeral. Yeah. And she's trying to be all flirty with him and Shin asking, oh, you want to make dinner with me? And he's feeling sorry for himself. I'm like, dude, shut up. You don't get to feel sorry for yourself at this point. She's dead. There's nothing you can do.
1: There is nothing you can do. But he can mourn her, though. He That's can mourn thing. her, but, like, He can mourn her. He can feel bad that she's dead and everything. Don't feel sorry for yourself, because no. you did it to yourself.
0: I'm sorry, my guy. Like, that is your own fault. You set yourself up for failure.
1: Because clearly, clearly, because the, um, Stacy's trying to, like, you know, be
0: the, new, the wife. new wife.
1: The new fucking wife. Fucking trying to make dinner and shit like Wearing that. Wearing this see-through white
0: shirt, and I can see her fucking nipples, and I'm like, Put a different shirt
1: on or a bra. Yeah, it's but it's not your house, bitch. <laughs> like. It's not. Um, but also, I mean, like, he has the right to mourn. He has the right to like miss her and shit. it, it, it was his wife. He did care. But but don't still feel like sorry for yourself because, because you you're the one that fucking like cheated you did on that her. Mistake. Yeah. yeah, you're the one that fucking cheated on her.
0: Um, like how we have, and then Stacy,
1: Stacy, motherfucker, you have no right to like be aggravated over how he's feeling over this. Yeah, because like, bitch, that was his wife. wife. You have no fucking right. You are the homewrecker out of this whole entire thing. Yeah,
0: she's getting all pissy and pouty about the fact he won't make dinner with her. I'm like, my dude. Assuming you just came from a funeral, how are you so chipper?
1: Exactly. The fuck.
0: No, fuck you, if we're having a funeral, there's either going to be dinner after the funeral, like, at the actual place where the funeral took place, because that happens a lot.
1: Or, well, yeah, because you have to have, like, a a reception of some sorts, because everyone has to go over to a certain place, whether it be, like, the person's main house like the spouse's main house or something like that. Or they rent out a place to go have a meal together. Yeah. And or if you can't do that, you order out. Nobody wants to cook after that. Exactly. Well that's what you do. You cater. Yeah. You get catering. No well, one's gonna let, whether cook. it
0: be for the funeral itself or just like for yourself.
1: Exactly. If you can't afford to do that. Exactly. Which
0: clearly he can, but clearly he didn't he can, do that. but
1: he didn't do that.
0: He didn't fucking do that. But also
1: I don't think he wanted to. Which he's probably is, like, ashamed of himself. Yeah. Stupid. That's why he's, like, upset right now. I don't... We're going through this. The whole entire thing at the end. I love it. It's funny <laughs> to me. This fucking asshole. But, like, it's, it's just, it's that. It's just that. Like, he has no fucking right to feel sorry for himself. If you
0: guys cheat on your significant other, go fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. It's different if it's an open marriage, okay?
1: But like, oh yeah, it's fuck di- you. It's completely different when it's an open marriage or a polyamory or like relationship. Yeah, because like, it's everyone, all mutual. Yeah, everyone in that fucking relationship loves, loves each other, cares about each other. Exactly. It's mutual. It's consensual. It's everyone consensual. fucking knows about it. Yeah. This once, guy. Once someone doesn't know about it, it's not fucking consensual, and then it's, it's a, n- a problem. It's a fucking problem, bitch. Don't Ooh. do that. I hate it here. But yeah, he feels sorry for himself, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll be out there in a minute." He's pouting in the bathroom. Exactly. Um, he does say Helen's name in the mirror
0: five times.
1: Five times. She comes and murks him. Yeah, and then I st- love it so fucking. Much. And then
0: Stacy gets fucking uh essentially blamed the way she did for it because yeah. now Helen's got her own legend. Yes, and I kind of wish that her and Candyman were doing it together. But wait, hold on, back it up a little bit. What? Oh, you didn't have to back it up too far. Uh, it was just, like, right when she was walking down the hallway. Right here. Okay, look, 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 There's a fucking huge-ass paperclip hanging up on the fucking wall right fucking here. What, what the, the fuck the is fuck? that? Is that
1: decoration? <laughs> 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 that is the whitest shit I've ever ah! seen. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. That's that... that that is the artsy white shit. <laughs> you know?
0: It would make sense if it was in,
1: like, an art student's room. But she does fucking urban legend shit. You don't know. She could probably still be, like, an art student taking something on the side. You it's, know? It's... You know, no one's major, man. It doesn't belong in the kitchen. That's all I know. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, she walks down the fucking hallway to the bathroom and she Trevor in Trevor. the bathtub.
0: He's dead. He did.
1: And she said and he exactly. should be.
0: Yeah, and she suddenly has a knife in her hand.
1: No, I think she had the knife in her hand. Play it, I don't remember. Yeah, she's had the knife in her hand because she was cutting up meat. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) And basically we just end the movie with her fucking screaming. That's
0: basically it. Her nipply's all hanging out and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Not actually, but you know what I mean.
1: I feel like we both said that we feel like she got blamed for it.
0: Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Also, I love the mural for Helen. It's really cool looking.
1: It's a really pretty fucking mural.
0: Yeah, there's like
1: murals for Candyman all over the
0: place in this movie, by the way. We didn't really go over that, but like, yeah, there's... It's okay,
1: though. Yeah. But there's like a lot of murals. And the ending mural is really, really pretty of Helen. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. Helen's just pretty. Um, that's that's the movie. That's Candyman. That is Candyman. Really good. What would yeah. you rate it? Uh, I would rate it a 4.5.
0: I gave it a 4 out of 5 honeybees. Yeah. Honeybees. Let's go. This it's
1: shit, really good. It's so good, man. <laughs> So fucking good. Excuse me. So are you ready for fun facts?
0: Always, dude. Always. I love your fun facts. They're fun. (laughs) Well, no shit. They're fun. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. Jesus. Somebody help me.
1: (laughs) So the budget for this movie was around 8 to $9 million. That's not bad. And the box office that it gained was $25.8 million. That's definitely not bad at all. No. So Candyman is actually based off of Clive Barker's short story... Uh, oh, the yeah. Forbidden. The yeah. film follows a Chicago graduate student, uh, Helen, basically, with a co- compelling thesis of like urban legends and folklore, which leads to the legend of Candyman, um, the ghost of an African-American artist, and the son of a slave who was murdered in the late 19th century uh, for his relationship with the daughter of a wealthy white man. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... The film came into fruition after a chance meeting between Rose and Barker, who recently completed his own film adaptation of *Nightbreed*. Rose expressed interest in Baker's story, uh, in Barker's story. It's okay, oh you God. got this. You got this. It's fine. Uh And Barker agreed to re- license the rights. And where Barker's story revolved around the themes of a British class system in contemporary Liverpool, Rose chose to refit the story in Cabrini-Green's public housing development in Chicago and instead focused on the themes of race and social class in the inner city United States.
0: Yeah. Also, I didn't mention this earlier because we kind of accidentally skipped over it, but like, um, one of the murals towards the end of the movie, it shows like him, Candyman being killed. But the lady who is his lover in a past life is basically Helen. Yeah. And he's like, it was always you. Like, I'm like, ah, man, this is fucking sad. <laughs> I feel sorry for this guy. But anyway, continue. I'm so sorry. No, I don't know. It's
1: exactly, that's, that's basically it. Yeah.
0: I just wanted to point it out because it's kind of important. <laughs> and we just forgot to go over it. And it just hit me. I was like, oh, wait, shit. Be it yeah, hmm. keep
1: going. That's my bad. So according with the movie, um, with the movie, there was like some controversy that the film was de- uh, d- depicting, racism and racial stereotypes. According to Rose, uh, in his words, I had to go, and have a whole set of meetings with the NAACP because oh, the, the producers and NAACP, yeah, yeah, uh, because the producers were worried, so worried that what they said to me when they read the script was. Why are we even having this meeting? You know that this is just good fun. Their argument was, why shouldn't a black actor be a ghost? Why shouldn't a black actor play a Freddy Krueger or a Hannibal Lecter? If you're saying that they can't be, it's really um, perverse. It's just a horror movie. And at this time, the films of the films released, um, Virginia, Virginia Madison said that, I was and am now worried about how people will respond. Well, as a person of color, how do you feel about this movie? (laughs) Um, I can't say anything because I'm not black. You got me there. You got me there. Mm Mm-hmm. I cannot speak on that
0: behalf. And I definitely can't say anything because I am white as a ghost.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the bees for the movie were bred specifically just for this movie. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They needed to make sure that the bees were only 12 hours old so that they looked like mature bees, but their stingers wouldn't be as powerful enough as they did real damage. Oh, gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. that's probably
0: why they weren't flying around nearly as much.
1: Yeah. That makes so sense. the exterior hallway and stairway scenes were actually filmed for a few days in the infamous Cabrini Green housing projects. Though the producers had to make a deal with the ruling gang members uh, to put them in the movie as ah. extras to ensure that the cast and crew's safety during filming. Even with this arrangement, though, a sniper was put, uh, a sniper actually put a bullet through one of the production vans on the last day oh. of filming, but no one was injured.
0: Okay. Well, that's still kind of fucking scary. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. If there's one city I really wouldn't want to go to, it's Chicago. Because despite me talking a lot of crap about New York, and I know you talk a lot of crap about L.A., Chicago seems like a whole different animal, in my personal opinion. Just because
1: I live in a ghetto in L.A. I know. I know. But still. So, like, I get it. Um, so in Eli Ross' History of Horror Slashes Part 1, yeah. Tony Todd said that he was stung by the bees 26 times during the space of the Candyman Trilogy.
0: Yeah, That's pretty impressive. Only 26. Yeah. That could have been way worse. And it wasn't. I'm glad.
1: Well, because they were all like baby bees. <laughs> baby bees. Pretty much. Little babies. So Candyman's lair was designed to look like a gothic church constructed by the people who believed in him living in Cabrini Green. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, I kind of got like that. The murals really gave mm-hmm. me the church like feel, creepy church, but a church.
1: Yeah, it like kinda kind of culty, kind of like an altar. Yeah, culty. Yeah, a little bit. So while investigating one of Candyman's crimes, Helen and Bernadette discovered that the design of the apartment apartment's medicine cabinet made it possible point entry for the intruder. This was not a made up piece of horror movie fiction while researching the film Bernard Rose learned that the series of murders had been committed in Chicago around this way.
0: Oh shit, that's kind of fucking scary actually. Yee. That's a hard pass for me for me there buddy.
1: Yeah. So in a 2012 interview Virginia Madison <clears throat> Madison said that this film is the one that she's most recognized for, especially uh, at airports apparently. Oh,
0: oh okay. It's kind of random, but okay.
1: So, uh, in her words, more people recognize me from that movie than anything I've done. It means a lot to me, and it was years after. It was after years of struggling as an actor. You always want a film that's like an annual thing, um, like it's a Wonderful Life or a Christmas Story. I love that I have a Halloween movie. Hmm. Now it's kind of like a legend. This story. People have watched it since they were kids, and every Halloween it's on, and they watch it now with their kids, and that means a lot to me. The place I get recognized the most is airport security for some reason. Every person <laughs> in the airport security has seen Candyman, and maybe it makes them a little afraid of me. <laughs> maybe.
0: That's really cool. I like it, I like it when actors are mm-hmm. proud of the roles they've been in.
1: I do think you will like a lot of these <laughs> fun facts that I have. I'm sure I will. So, according to Tony Todd, okay, his words, I met with Bernard Rose, who's a brilliant, who has a brilliant mind and a great director. And I wanted to say, um, to say that it was a hire, but I just, people kept telling me, like, oh, you'll never be able to shake this. And I said, you know, I'm gonna do the best I can and go away from that. I knew when I read it and I saw the bees and the stuff, I knew things like, That haven't been filmed before, so it was interesting. Um, And I've always wanted to find my own personal Phantom of the Opera.
0: Yeah, there you go. A lot of Phantom stuff has really been popping up for you today.
1: Yeah. It's
0: really fucking weird. It is. Back to back. But it's okay, I guess. It's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. You want to tell them what happened earlier with Spotify? No, it's
1: fine. Okay. Um, (laughs) So... This is Tony Todd's favorite role and movie that he's ever done. I I think I've heard
0: that for sure. I think he... I think this is the movie he's probably most recognized for. In mm. my opinion. But I, I'm i not sure. I don't know what else he's been in. I know he was in um, Masters of Horror for that one uh, role. Which...
1: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Where he played the bees? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I know, dude. <sighs> So, the change of setting um, necessitated a change of certain elements for the film. According according to journalist uh, Steve Bogera. one source of inspiration may have a pair of articles he wrote for the Chicago Reader in 1987 and 1990 uh, with the murder of Ruthie Mae McCoy, mm. a resident of Chicago's Abbott Homes housing project. In 1987, McCoy had been killed by an intruder who entered her apartment through opening, uh, behind the bathroom medicine cabinet. Eesh. That is why Anne Marie McCoy, they named her. Ah. And then they M- named- Ruthie Jean. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Damn. That's what sad actually. Yeah. So, Sweets to the Sweet, which is written in the crime scenes, is a line from William Shakespeare's Hamlet.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I've never read Hamlet, so I wouldn't have known that. That's cool. Huh.
1: Okay. <clears throat> so viewers may think Candyman is one of the horror's mo- the horror genre's most terrifying villains, but Bernard Rose said that the ideal uh, the ideal always was that he was kind of a, a romantic figure. Yeah. And again, romantic in a sort of Edgar Allan Poe sense. Yeah it's the it's the romance of death he's a ghost and he's also a resurrection of something that is kind of unspoken and unspeakable yeah. in american history which is slavery as well he's kind of he's kind of come back and he's haunting what is the new version of a racial segregation in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's also something very seductive and very sweet and very romantic about him. And that's what makes him interesting. Yeah. In, the same way, <laughs> in the same way there is about Dracula. In the end, the boogeyman is someone you want to surrender to. You're not just afraid of. There's a certain mm. kind of joy <laughs> in his seduction. And Tony Todd has always been so romantic tony ties him so elegantly and is such a gentleman he was wonderful
0: oh yeah i have to agree there is definitely a very um just the way he talks to helen throughout Mm -hmm. i'm like i would i would probably yeah fold within a matter of moments (laughs) i'm not gonna lie
1: oh my god also there's a line that um Helen says to Jake where he, where she's comparing Candyman to, like, Dracula and Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Dracula, yeah, sticks out.
1: Well, they're, they both stick out, because the thing is, he's like Dracula in, like, a romantic, seductive way, but he's also like Frankenstein, where he's very misunderstood. Yeah. Where he basically just wants a family. He's a victim. Yeah.
0: Somebody help this man.
1: He just wants the family that he could never have.
0: Give Candyman a hug. Please. And the bees. Give them all a little smooch on their little heads. All of them. All the little bees. Individually. Hope to God you don't lose your lips. But it's fine.
1: <laughs> so Virginia Madison was hypnotized um, and yeah. given a trigger phrase on set in the scenes for a candy man.
0: Yeah, I remember hearing about this from uh, Dead Meat.
1: But she grew increasingly uncomfortable and in the method and she was asked um, to cancel the method. Yeah.
0: I remember hearing about that too. That's yeah. understandable. And I think, did they... Keep the hypnosis in for some of these takes. I'm assuming they did. No,
1: yeah, yeah, they 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 did the ones that they were able to get. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can. You can. You tell. can tell. You can tell. Like she's entranced. Yeah. For sure. And it's too convincing to not be real. Right. I kind of. This is weird for me to say. I low-key want to try getting hypnotized one day. I want to I mean, see my what uncle that's
1: like. is a hypnotherapist.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Dude, will it? Oh shit. Okay. He's a hypnotherapist. Oh. Uh. Bro, can he make my trauma disappear in the snap of his fingers, please? No. Well, it was worth a shot.
1: <laughs> Bitch, that man could not take away my trauma. What makes you think he could take away yours? I dunno, dude, your trauma's worse than mine. Trauma's trauma though.
0: You got me, you got me, you you got me. <laughs> <laughs> it All was right. just a thought. I do I really I, I'm gonna have to ask him to try that on me though, because I really wanna I wanna experience that, Loki. It might be a little freaky at first, but I think I want to try it. He also does massage therapy. <gasps>
1: oh
0: my god! <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh yeah, he's the one with the wife strap, right? Who uh, cracked your spine for you? Oh my god, yeah. I'm gonna have to have him do that to me. She was
1: great. Oh my we over. I want my soul leave my
0: body. <laughs> uh, I was great. I want that. So, oh my god, I'm gonna have. To, oh, I'm gonna ask him. <laughs> All right, back to fun facts. Okay, sorry. Oh my god, now I'm really excited about meeting your uncle.
1: (laughs) You're fine. Okay, so when Philip Glass signed on to compose the score for Candyman, he apparently envisioned the final film being something totally different. Oh, really? According to Rolling Stones, this is what he said. Uh, What he presumed to be, so what he presumed to be an artful version of Clive Barker's short story, The Forbidden, had ended up in his. View a low budget slasher. Mm. Glass was reportedly disappointed in the film and felt that he had been manipulated. Aww. Still, the haunting music is considered a classic score, and Glass's own view of it seemed to have softened over the years. Um, and he has said that it has become a classic, so I still make money from the score and I get checks every year.
0: My god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're getting paid. A win's a win, my guy. Like, seriously.
1: Yeah. It's okay. Well. So it took half an hour for all of the bees to get into Tony Todd's mouth, and he recalled being tranced out when he let all the bees out of his mouth in that scene. Tranced out? Yeah. Oh! Let me see. It says tranced out. Basically, where he's just, he was just fucking out of it, because it took so long oh, to get them in there. Oh, I see. I, I've never heard that phrase before. Yeah. I was like, what does that mean? Interesting. I do like this fun fact in particular. Okay. So, director Bernard Rose had Virginia Madsen and Tony Todd take ballroom dancing classes together so they would have more of a romantic connection when playing their characters. That's cute, though. What the fuck? It's very cute, man. Aw. I hope they stayed friends. For sure. So, Candyman combines elements of two real urban legends. Okay. Bloody Mary. Uh Uh-huh. Which, obviously, is a ghost who appears by chanting her name in the mirror. Uh Uh-huh. And The Hook, a killer who has a hook for a hand who attacks a couple in a parked car it i've seen the
0: iteration before
1: mm-hmm.
0: remember that horror section in what remains of edith finch yeah it's basically that pretty much except that's in a house mm-hmm. and they had the halloween theme playing that entire section which yeah, i remember I, like, you I it. you adored that
1: i did i was like oh, i love this section <laughs> what the
0: <fuck>? yeah that <laughs> uh, we've all heard that story for sure, in one way oh, or another,
1: definitely with any fucking iteration. The
0: fucking hash slinging slasher is <laughs> an iteration of it.
1: Pretty much, yes.
0: I just made that realization. That's fucking hilarious. That, mo- that's, that, that movie, that episode of SpongeBob scared me to fucking death when I was a kid. It was still my favorite episode though, because I got scared of it. But anyway,
1: so for the scene <laughs> in which bees filled Candyman's chest cavity, the bees were placed in a special body of appliance, which was filled off stage and strapped to Tony Todd's chest utmost care was taken and to be gentle with placing the bees properly for the scene and then collecting them afterwards
0: i'm glad the bees were treated in such a way because like
1: they were treated with respect as they should be
0: yeah safety bees mm-hmm. i i don't know there's just something nice about that because it's such a tiny little creature and bees are really important honeybees especially i think yes i think that's really nice that they tried their best to be really careful. And I'm sure there were some casualties because, you know, there's so many bees there's, there's stuff. Going, there's, there's going, going be to be casualties on the it's 26 okay. of them that fucking stung Tony Todd. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But still, I'm glad they put the effort in to, like, still be careful with them because they totally couldn't, they totally could have just been careless with them if they wanted to. But, like, yeah. it's only, it's also just, like, not only for the bee safety, but also for Tony Todd's safety. And also Virginia's because uh, she also got some bees on her, too. (laughs) But I'm glad they took care of the bees.
1: That makes me Mm. happy. It's just little stuff like that that I appreciate. So on the DVD commentary, Mm -hmm. Alan Paul said that had Virginia Madsen been unavailable, the part of Helen would have most likely gone to a then-unknown Sandra Bullock. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, shit. That would have been interesting.
1: And as another um, would have been cast... Eddie Murphy was considered Uh. for the title role, but he was deemed too short at 5'9", so they chose Tony Todd for his height of 6'5". Damn. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Tony Todd's a fucking tall dude.
1: Yeah... But it's funny
0: how that works out, because Eddie Murphy ended up being in the Haunted Mansion, which kind of, not, obviously not a slasher and not the same, but kind of has that still, no, but it's, like, it's romantic part of, like, feel. It
1: it's it does, because it has its own romantic storyline. Yeah. So he still ended up in a kind of thing like that anyway. Yeah. It's just more of a, a kid's horror type of yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure. Still really good, though. Still very good. I, I like that movie a lot too. Yeah,
0: I haven't seen it in a really long time. I'd like to watch it again sometime.
1: I mean, it's on Disney Plus, and Ooh, I have Disney Plus.
0: Let's go, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: Helen discovers a toilet bowl filled to the brim with bees, all feeding on something unseen. So, to archive, to so to achieve this effect, a queen bee scent was applied by the ah, professional bee wrangler to the inside of the toilet bowl. This wrangler released the bees from the hive into the toilet, which had no water in the bowl and okay. was not a functional toilet. Yeah. Vaseline was applied to the upper side of the bowl to prevent the bees crawling up near the lid. And after the scene was filmed, the bees were collected with a special soft, and safe, and gentle vacuum and returned to the hive. Sweet!
0: Damn. Yeah, I didn't realize they were feeding on something in there, but uh, I reckon- Oh, yeah, no, I know what they were feeding on. Never mind. Because the story of that boy had his-
1: Yep. Cut off. I forgot
0: about that.
1: Damn. (laughs) (laughs) So, while discussing Cabrini Green, Bernadette tells Helen that she heard a kid got shot there the other day. Ironically... On October 13th, 1992, oh days before the film's release, a boy and real-life resident named Daniel Davis was killed by a stray bullet while walking to school. Aww. The shooter was identified as a local gang member, Anthony Garrett, who intended to kill a rival. Garrett was convicted of first-degree murder for Davis' death and received a hundred-year sentence.
0: Jesus. This place is rough, man. Yep.
1: Well, it's a real-life place. Yeah. Well, and
0: I know it is, but fuck, it's rough. Well,
1: used to be a real life place. Oh, is it not there anymore? No, damn. Yeah, that complex isn't there anymore. At all. <sighs> Maybe for the best, honestly. Yeah, I mean they touch upon it with the um, the requel. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the
0: gentrification stuff, huh?
1: Yeah, that's that's it. Thought so. Yeah, there's
0: they lightly brush over gentrification in this movie, but like they, I know they, but they go. It's
1: heavily heavily discussed in, yeah, the in
0: the new one. Yeah,
1: in the new one, yeah. So for the scene where Helen strips in front of the policewoman, Virginia Madsen suggested her lifelong friend, <laughs> Rusty Schwimmer, for the part ah. as she felt more comfortable doing it in front of a familiar face, which is completely understandable. That
0: feels like something you and I would probably do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because, like, if that shit had to happen... I
0: would, I would like, rather it I be would... somebody I know and I trust. <laughs> like,
1: exactly. And it's not like you
0: haven't seen me without my shirt on or anything, so, like...
1: Yeah. There's that. <laughs> like,
0: it's not unfamiliar. We in have changed a weird in the way. same room. It doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter.
1: So, Tony Todd came up with the character's backstory during rehearsals with Virginia Madsen. Todd designed the character. Um, so, he named the character Granville T. Candyman, who had a forbidden interracial love affair with a white woman whose portrait he paints, leading to his fateful lynching Yeah. Um, by an angry mob. And the name Garnville is never used in the first film. The sequel, *Candyman: Farewell to the Flesh*, in 1995, gave him the name Daniel Robotail. Mm, okay. And the connection to New Orleans. Orleans.
0: I would like to visit New Orleans one day. Mm-hmm. The most haunted city in America, a- a- allegedly. Yeah. I want to go there. Not to mention the food looks rocking down there, dude. My uh, my aunt, my aunt Kim. Uh, funny enough, you've oh met Kid yeah. uh, and Colleen. They live in uh, Louisiana. They visit New Orleans quite a bit.
1: Oh my god, That's yeah, cool, yeah. You
0: know?
1: So Tony talk compares his character's uh, ability to invoke fear, suggestion, and seduction to the DC Comics villain Scarecrow. He also compares his character to the Phantom of the Opera and the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, And that they are all monsters who use both tenderness and terror in an unsuccessful attempt to win the love of the female protagonist.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna assume for The no- the Hunchback of Notre Dame is probably the book because I don't- I've never read the book but I know it's darker than the movie and the movie's already pretty dark. Yeah. I know I'm nothing pretty sure about it's the book. book though. I know nothing
1: about the book. Mm-hmm. So Clive Barker has confronted a number of academics Um, who have accused him of taking advantage and using an African-American urban legend with the simple fact that he created the story of Candyman. Um, But as you all know, in his version, the villain is white. And that was, in fact, not an actual urban legend. Ah, gotcha. Well, yeah.
0: Damn. People really throw shit around, won't they? Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Jeez.
1: Oh, boy. Because again, the the original character's concept is completely different. Yeah, it's completely different. Yeah, I like what we got though. It was really good. I do like what we got because I mean they 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 played around with the concept of Candyman with the original concept that um, was in the short story, but they were like, yeah, no, we're not going to do this. It's um, yeah. it's too much. Uh, so when they came up with the concept for the movie. They all worked together, and they all agreed that um, what we got was better. Yeah. A better fit for the movie. Yeah. So in 2011, the last remaining high-rise in Cabrini Green housing project was demolished. Yeah. And over the years, the property, which opened in 1942, gained a notorious reputation around the world for being a haven for violence drugs, gangs, and other criminal activities. And while the project's real life history weaves its way into the narrative of Candyman, it only makes sense that Bernard Rose would want to shoot there, which he did. But in order to get permission to shoot there, he had to agree to cast some of the residents as extras. Mm-hmm. And these are his words. I went to Chicago on a research trip to see where it could be done. And I was shown around by some people from the Illinois film commission and they took me to Cabrini Green. And at some and I spent some time there and I realized that this was an incredible arena for the horror movie because it was a place of such palpable fear and rule number 1 when you're making a horror movie is set it somewhere frightening and the fear of the urban housing project seemed um it seemed to me was actually really irrational because you couldn't really be in there be in that much danger. Yes, there was crime there, but people were actually afraid of driving past it. And there was such an aura of fear around the place. I thought that it was really something interesting to look into because it's sort of kind of the fear that's at the heart of modern cities. And obviously it's racially motivated, but more than that, it's poverty motivated.
0: Yeah, you definitely get that feel throughout the movie. That's for sure. Yeah. You get the feeling that even just watching, I'm like, I would not want to walk around here. This is this seems like a really dangerous place to just even wander into. Mm-hmm. And it, and obviously the poverty definitely um, does not help. I does mean. not help, and it definitely plays a role in the movie whether or not it's obvious, which I think it's fairly obvious because it's... Well, I
1: mean, whether or not it's, like, the full attention. Yeah. You know, whether it's focused on. Yeah,
0: because it's, in a way, this is acknowledging, like, classism, even just between, like, um Jake and Helen. Like, Helen's got this nice apartment in the city who's got a, a view of the city line, and Jake is, I don't... Sleeping outside, it looks like.
1: Yeah, but you can also compare it with Bernadette, too.
0: That's true. Because Bernadette uh, also... Well, we don't really know much about her living situation, but she definitely has it better than the people at Cabrini Green.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So originally, the Kenny Man's name was to be called 13 times. And right Damn. after Bernard Rose reduced it to five.
0: There you go. Thank God. Jesus. <laughs> the 13 would have been fun, but I think five is perfect. <laughs> like... Yee it's just overkill 13 times this overkill
1: yeah so a plainclothes law enforcement on their side tony todd and virginia madison went into the building of cabrini as part of research for their roles a useful yet distressing experience for both actors Mm. yeah i can imagine so during a virtual 2021 uh, Wizard World panel Tony Todd Explained that The bees Had their own Trailer
0: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
1: And he recalled cute He recalled uh, Norman Gary's Insistence That he meet them Prior to shooting And he had to Point uh, He had a point Of reassuring him That they were Just babies And Todd recalled That Gary spoke To the bees And That oh. he found it This reassuring
0: Oh, They spoke To the bees Mhm. I love that these bees were treated so well. <laughs> oh, bless the wall! It's so cute, man. That's really, really fucking sweet. What the fuck?
1: Candyman is regarded in some critical uh, circles as a contemporary classic of horror cinema, and I,
0: I have to agree. I agree. I, I agree. I feel like everybody at this point who's in like into horror know knows of at least Candyman. Yeah. What? Because even if I when I hadn't seen it, I knew of Candyman. Mm-hmm. It's so. Ugh.
1: Because the it's thing good. is, it's, it's also just, like, the legend of Candyman. The legend
0: of Candyman. Don't say his name five times in your bathroom mirror. No. Or he gonna get you. Or in any mirror, actually. It's any mirror. Oh, I can't see myself. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a mirror in my room. It's big. It's on my dresser.
1: So, when director Bernard Rose was first asking, um, this is, uh, Oh, it's for Virginia. Gotcha. This is what she said. So when Director Bernard Rose first um, uh, was asking me to do the role, I said, "Well, I can't. I'm allergic to bees."
0: Uh, I thought I remembered her being allergic to bees. Yeah.
1: So in the in the end, Rose promised Madsen that the paramedics would be on set, which was apparently enough to convince her to do the scene. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn. You um, want to know
1: what? That's fair. <laughs> And learning that she was more allergic to wasps than bees. Wow, oh, okay. Yeah. So Norman Gary instructed Madsen that staying calm was the utmost importance. And the extras recalled um, that when they put the bees on me, it was crazy because they have fur. And it felt like little cute tips ro- <laughs> roaming around me. <laughs> Aww. And then you have like the pheromones on you, so they're all in love with you, and oh think you're a giant queen. Oh. <laughs> so, according Stop. to Matthew, the That's longest part of the cute. process was removing the bees, which required to use a tiny bee vacuum. Oh my god. <laughs> Reportedly, to, the process took about 45 minutes, during which it was very hard to stay still.
0: Oh, it must have tickled then, huh? Yep. That's fucking cute. (laughs) Just that whole statement was really sweet. (laughs) Also, also, wasps are assholes.
1: (laughs) I fucking hate wasps.
0: Honeybees are so docile. I feel like it takes quite a bit to, like, actually piss off a honeybee. Oh, definitely, yeah. I could still understand where it would, like, freak somebody out. But I love that it was just like, oh, yeah, we'll have a paramedic for you. And that's all it took for her to be convinced. (laughs)
1: All right. Well, to be fair, Adam is also afraid of bees. He doesn't like them at all. No,
0: I know he doesn't. I remember that from when we played Fuck, Mary Kill, and he pulled Candyman. He was like, yeah, no, I can't do that, man. I don't care if they're honeybees or not. I can't do that.
1: So these were the last two, um... Not the ones that I searched, but two that I wanted to mention. Okay. So notably, there's two songs called No Escape by the band Dark Divine uh-huh. and Farewell to Flesh by Ice Nine Kills that are based off of the Candyman films.
0: And you had to put Ice Nine <laughs> Kills in here somewhere, dude.
1: <laughs> so No Escape using uses the beginning phrase that Tony Todd says um, in the opening of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, that, and the rest of the song actually does take inspiration from Helen's mindset throughout the movie oh. of her slowly going insane and not being able to tell the difference between reality and when she's in Candyman's trance. Yeah. Nice. That's for Ice Nine Kills. And for Ice Nine Kills and for Well to Flesh, the song opens with bees buzzing around the listener's head with Helen's piano theme slowly fading in. The song is a more uh, the song is more of a romantic and tragic story oh. of Candyman and Helen's relationship and Candyman's backstory.
0: Be so for real with me right now, dude. The first time you listen to that song in particular with headphones, did the bees buzzing around your head kind of freak you out a little.
1: So I listened to this at <laughs> night. Oh <laughs> good shit, dude. I Cause here's here's the thing. I listened to that album. That the the Candyman song is like the last one in the album. Oh. Uh-huh. So I listened to it. I listened to the album for the first time full way through. I'm not gonna lie, that uh-huh. I had very good headphones while I was oh listening my god. to them. So when I heard the bees buzzing around, I freaked out a little bit, and I had to take out my earphone. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I knew it. I and, fucking knew
1: it. Uh, but I, I put my I put my earphone back in when I realized it was the fucking music, and it was so fucking good. <laughs> it's so fucking good. The, the I I love both songs so much because I, I like the the one version where you're taking in like um Helen's perspective of like she doesn't know what the heck is going on. Yeah. She's basically slowly going insane. And then the other one with Ice Hills where it's just this whole romantic and tragic story that they wrote for it. And I love how they incorporate the themes of the the movie between, like, their, their relationship together uh-huh. and how they use sound with, like, the bees and everything. Was it binaural? Um, yeah. <laughs> it, was <laughs> <Nice. so good. laughs> it was so good. It was um, so good. But also they have Helen's piano theme in there. And there's a part where um, it's the the solo guitar part. And while the music's playing, you have, like, you hear the bees, like, flying around, to them to the music <laughs> and it's ice. so good
0: is it is a song that i would like uh, or does, I, is there screaming
1: i think you would like it there's a screaming part in the beginning though okay but that's like it, it it's fine i'm really picky
0: i'm really picky with that guy no, of no, no, no know i know i, I know
1: it's just, you know it's, I it's literally just like one one fucking word i think oh okay, and it's yeah. fine you're, you're I, gonna I be, I'll be fine. fine i'll be fine Um, but also, I would also like to mention that Tony Todd has listened to the song and he said that he enjoyed listening to it and he shared it on his Twitter.
0: Aww. He's so wholesome. What the fuck? But yeah, that's all I I have. I bet they freaked out when that happened, huh?
1: Oh, dude, okay. So the thing is, like, Ice Nine Kills is very huge in the horror community. Yes, they are. James and
0: Chelsea have been in several of their music videos at this point, I think. They have.
1: They are very, very, very night, like, tight-knit with um, horror creators, directors, actors, whatever. That's so fucking cool. So they have a lot of fucking cameos in their videos. Yeah. Oh, man. With the horror community. And it's so fucking great. That's fucking sick. And, um, I mean, Tony Todd isn't, like, the only one to recognize what they've done. also, um, uh, oh, fuck. Devin Sawa, who played um, the main kid in, like, Final Destination. Ah. Uh-huh. He fucking loves them so much. Nice. He goes to see their shows and everything. Yeah. And also, uh, Ski Ulrich who plays Billy in Scream, he is going to their like convention for the Silver Scream Con this year and that's so fucking cool. They're getting a lot of people who work in the industry mm. and it's so good because like they they love that they can do this and bring people together. I love they love them. how like their music can basically have an impact on people, and they get to do what they love. They get to yeah. share. They get to share what they love doing, and it's so good. Like, uh, they have like two albums that are based off of horror movies. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they have uh, the American Nightmare, which is based off of mm-hmm. uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street. There you go. Which is a good one. Um, they also have. I think it's called Your Numbers Up, which that one's based off of Scream. Nice. And again, farewell to flesh. That's one that was based off for Candyman. And I know for a fact that there's like a song for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is so fucking good. Yeah. Um, they do, they they have, they just have like a lot of really good songs for them. And I love how they incorporated each each movie and or book because they also have an album that's based off of literature. Hmm. Um, I, I love how they incorporate the things that they love into these things. Don't they have an Edgar Allan Poe song? Am I crazy? Um, I believe they do. Oh, sick. <laughs> I believe it's based off of annabelle
0: Ah. I need to reread my Edgar Allan Poe stuff. It's up in my, um, mm. bookcase out in the hallway. But I want to yeah. go over that stuff again one day. Because there's a lot of good Edgar Allan Poe stuff. He, <laughs> I had the entire collection. Nice. But, um, that's really cool. I, I like... I like that they have such a, a foot in the horror community. Mm-hmm. Like, they're such a staple at this point. And I'm gonna be so for-fucking-real with you, dude. The first time you ever told me about them, I co- kept getting them mixed up with Nine Inch Nails for some fucking reason. You're not the only one because I did <laughs> too when I first listened to
1: them. It's the nine. It's <laughs> yes, the nine. It's the nine. It's the nine. Like, <laughs> it's <wait>. fucking funny. <laughs> um, but, like, dude, I could fucking have a whole episode just about them, honestly. Like, I know I talked about about them a little bit in, um... Our songs episode. Yeah, for the Halloween episode for songs. Yeah, that was
0: mostly Eddie and uh, Adam, though. Yeah, it was just completely
1: fine. It was
0: fun watching, or listening to them be nerdy about music. It was great. It was fun.
1: I I genuinely wanted to give them... I knew I wanted them on there because I wanted to give them a space to just, like, nerd out. Yeah. With what they love doing. And they did. Yeah. (laughs) Because my my cousins are... they, They fucking love music, and so do I, but I don't play it. They do. Oh, man, I would...
0: <sighs> Julian DeVanna's really got me wanting to play fucking acoustic guitar, though, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Well, here's
1: the thing. I do have an, I do have a <sighs> guitar. I just I just don't know how to play it yet because I don't have lessons or anything. Plus, but you don't have really it here. It Plus, yeah. you don't have it here. I don't have it here. But it's okay.
0: <sighs> it's fine. I used to have an acoustic when I was a kid, but, like, the strings broke.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and obviously, I never learned how to play but I would kill to get my hands on an acoustic guitar now.
1: I know. Oh, my um, God. But yeah, I could make a whole entire fucking episode for Ice Nine Kills.
0: I mean, honestly, if you want to, at some point, you definitely <laughs> can because I love watching you nerd out about your favorite artists. I mean, honestly,
1: I could do it for like a special bonus episode for Halloween. I mean, it can be because um, Halloween lands on a weekday. That's mm, yeah, yeah. We can do that for Halloween if you want to do it for Halloween. I want to see you nice. nerd out. <laughs> I like seeing her out. It's just the it's lore cute. and everything. It's really <laughs> sweet. These music videos and shit. It's, it's so, it's so sweet. fun. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for fun facts, and that's sweet. all my rambling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> your rambling's cute. It's fine. <laughs> oh well, notice spooks. That's gonna be it for us today.
1: Yeah. So join us next week as we discuss Wes Craven's 1996 film Scream. She's so excited. She's
0: basically <laughs> vibrating right now.
1: I am. So to prepare you for next week, you can watch Scream on either Paramount Plus, which hopefully it's still gonna be there um because paramount doesn't like to uh Knock it out, <laughs> notify you when things are leaving its fucking site
0: it's okay netflix doesn't either yeah well <laughs> kind
1: of yeah it does kind of
0: kind of kind of um
1: but yeah you can watch it on paramount plus if you have a subscription or a free trial we are not sponsored by paramount plus we're not sponsored we but we would like to be but yeah or <laughs> you can rent on prime video for three ninety nine. dollars hey let's go And joining us next week is gonna be Loki Loki! Because those two
0: are These two are really excited about me seeing Scream For the first time I'm very excited I'm I'm like getting a little nervous as we get closer I'm like these two are so crazy about it I'm like I'm scared that if I don't like this I'm gonna be really disappointing some people (laughs) Here's the
1: thing though we don't care if you don't like it (laughs)
0: I'm, I'm sure I will, but I'm like, I'm. This, like, it's that, your opinion. I know, I'm. I know, because. It, uh, it makes me feel bad because you two are so excited about me seeing it, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, if I end up not liking this movie, I'm gonna feel really fucking bad. You are fine if you don't <laughs> like this movie, though. I know, but still, you guys are just so excited about it, and I don't want to let you down in any kind of fucking way. Which I know I won't, but like.
1: You won't, because, like. <laughs> We still have each other to talk about. (laughs) Scream. That's true. You
0: got me. (laughs) But like, still, I'm like, I. You guys are super excited about it. I'm also excited about it. I'm still nervous, though.
1: I know it's okay, dude. It's it's okay.
0: But yeah, uh, (laughs) shit, (laughs) don't forget to rate us and tap that bell icon on Spotify so you don't miss an episode. We are also on uh, Google Podcasts and iTunes. If you leave us a five-star review on iTunes, we'll read it right here on the podcast and give you a little shout-out. If you want to follow the Guarded by Demons socials, we're on Twitter at Guarded Demons. We're also on Anchor, YouTube, and Instagram at Guarded by Demons. We also have an email, GuardedDemonPod at gmail.com if you want to write in and suggest some topics, movies, or games we can play on the podcast, or just tell us how we did. Be nice, though. I read the emails. If you're not nice, I will cry.
1: <laughs> also, we have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon. It's called the Demon's Theater. Yeah,
0: I came up with that name. I'm very proud of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's very fucking fun. I came up with all the aesthetics and shit for yes, it. Yes, you it's did, and great. I'm so proud of you. Um, so we have three tiers, and they are Spook, Ghost, and Demon, and they are 5, five 10, 10, and 15, 15. respectively. Um, each tier has their own different perks, but all of them will get you access to our Discord. Yes. And we will know which one you get because I color-coded everything. Yes, you did. And it's very fun. I love it. Um, but joining our Discord, you can uh, participate in, like, movie nights. And um, if you are a demon, uh, you can participate in our bi-monthly Q&As that we have on our Discord. Yay. Yeah. If you are a demon and ghost, you both get early access to these weekly episodes. A day early. Yes. (laughs) And if you are a demon, you get exclusive episodes just for the Patreon. We need to record skin of a rink. We haven't done that yet, and I feel really bad about it. Well, yeah, because we (laughs) have been, I have been very busy because after this month, is video game month, and the first thing we are doing is comparing the remake and original of Resident Evil 4. I know you're excited about that. And I'm very glad I'm not doing it alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna go fucking bananas. Oh,
1: fuck yeah, I am. Yeah, it's it's, great. It's, I'm
0: gonna feel really bad because, like, there's literally nothing I can do about that because I've never played Resident Look Evil 4.
1: Look at me. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> we are also gonna have a horror indie video game month. Uh, I'm today. so excited about that one. We are going to do that, and I'm just going to let you guys fucking talk. I'm not going to talk anything. You, I'm not gonna input. Say anything.
0: you can put your input. You can put your input. If fine. you guys ask
1: me, yeah, I will. But, like, for the most part, not really. I'm not. I'm just going to let you guys talk. Yeah, but I like hearing your input. I'm fine, though. It's all I'm fine. not if you're not, though. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> if you don't. I'm fine. Because I'm giving myself a rest. Because I <laughs> I have You're been... going to be studying your ass off. I'm researching a lot of shit for the show, man. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I We are gonna have, like, two more guests on this episode. I am fine if you guys just talk. Yeah. The whole entire time. I
0: mean, if there's an indie horror game that you like, though, you would like to talk about it, I mean, you could really jump in there if you want to.
1: Yeah, I know. But uh, <laughs> for the most part, I'm just gonna let you guys talk. Okay. If I have something to say, I have something to say. Okay. But either way, Oop. you guys get exclusive episodes for the Patreon. And, um, this is not, like, mandatory. You don't have to, like go and do this like pay for content or anything yeah this is just um, for fun if you want yeah this is just for fun we just wanted you know the, a, a system where it's like you give us something we give you something back in return yeah you know um because like with with the money we save up with patreon we want to like try and buy a camera so we can do like video q and a's with you guys and Maybe like get a P.O. box and you guys can like send us stuff and we can open it on camera. Oh my god. (laughs) And also like merch. We have merch ideas. Like stickers or t shirts or something like that. We want to we want to be able to do that. I'm down. But yeah. I'm excited about that. Very excited. So once again, I am Kimberly, and if you want to follow me on any of my personal accounts, I am the Lesbian Spook on Twitter, where I retweet a lot of dumb shit, a lot of horror movie stuff, and me freaking out over the famous people that I tweet out, and they respond to me. (laughs) Uh, It's mostly music artists. (laughs) Yeah, it's cute though. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I love it. Um, and if you want to follow me on Twitch, I am spooky scary lesbian underscore between all those. Um, and I play a lot of horror games. Recently, I have been playing the Resident Evil 4 remake. Yes. Um, I'm trying to get all the collectibles this time. And I accidentally fell um, asleep while you were
0: playing. <laughs> it's okay. I hope the snoring wasn't caught on camera. You're fine. It's fine. It's okay, man. I was it was like, oh, good night. Me too. (laughs) It was like for half an hour. Well, actually, how long was I asleep for that?
1: Uh, I think you were out until I finished the game. Like, close to me finishing the game. How long was that? (laughs) I want to say, well, it took me like six hours to be able to finish that last stream. I know I wasn't asleep for that fucking long. No, you weren't. I think you were only asleep for like an hour or two. Okay, fine. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna follow me on Twitch, it's Lesbian where I play a lot of horror games. Currently, I am just focusing on like Resident Evil, um, because I love that fucking franchise. (laughs) Yeah, it's my favorite franchise, and I really would love a fucking Code Veronica remake. But yeah, if you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget to uh, (laughs) subscribe to us. Click the bell icon so you don't miss any of our notifications, and leave comments on there if you would like to suggest any topics or if you want to like um suggest like a game that we could probably play on the podcast um preferably something that like not video game related you know just like a simple game that we could do like we did fuck mary kale for this (laughs) (laughs) that was
0: very fun i want us Um, to do that again one day
1: but we would love to hear your suggestions or you know like what you like about our episodes and stuff like that and yeah yeah
0: that's it (laughs) <laughs> and I'm Lexi, if you want to follow me on Twitch, it's at SemiProEagle. I'm currently on a little bit of a hiatus right now, because I'm not sure what I should do for my Twitch. But, I do plan on coming back when, uh, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom comes out, because I'm really hype about that. It's gonna be really good, I'm gonna play the hell out of that shit! Uh, and I'm gonna hopefully figure out how to set up my Switch for that, so I can livestream it. Uh, let's hope I can. Um... And I, I do uh, draw from time to time on there. Uh, again, I'm on a hiatus, but that's fine. I'm also on Twitter at semi so one. I don't really do a whole lot over there, but that's fine. Uh, it's I'm I'm lurking around over there. But I'm also on Tumblr where I've been reblogging a lot of shit about Julian the Phantoms because it's I'm still hyperfixating hardcore on it. My brain Luke and Reggie are still playing badminton with my brain cell. <laughs> And Alex is doing God knows what. If you guys know the characters, then you know exactly what I'm fucking talking about.
1: We are matching statuses. We do have matching statuses. <laughs> that's what we're laughing about. Yeah, laughing that's for. why you should
0: join our Discord. So you can see our matching uh, <laughs> Julian the Phantom status. <laughs> see if you can figure out which order it goes in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's great, man. It's
0: fucking great. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and I also have a TikTok. I, it's under the name Semi Pro Eagle. Um, I post some gaming clips on there. If my chat uh, clips something funny... Or, if I happen to find any weird ass glitches in video games in my off time, you can find uh, those on there. And I think that's about it for me. That's
1: it for you? I think that's it for me. Alrighty, that's it for me too. Sweet. Alright, guys. Yeah. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.